What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another dramatic episode of the Vile Files Going Deeper Edition, a.k.a. Vanderpump Reunion Episode Number 2 Recap. Also dramatic and juicy because we have the Scandival Insider with us today. The one, the only, Brad Kearns is with us in studio coming up momentarily. Uh, Brad, uh, he'll get into his relationship with uh, all things Vanderpump, but he's been uh, a dear, dear friend of both uh, Ariana and Sandoval. I actually met Sandoval. Sounds like he's known Sandoval longer. But anyways, a rich history with the couple and someone who's been by Ariana's side since her finding out. So we have a wonderful and, and very informative conversation with Brad, and we're excited for you to get to it. But before we do, we do have the household with us of Allie and Amanda, where a man down, Derek, is wrapping up jury duty as we speak, fighting justice, fighting crime, serving justice. Fighting justice. Fighting, fighting justice, yeah. I don't know, An maybe. agent of chaos on maybe, the jury. <laughs> maybe he's like, I don't care, not guilty. Um, so, uh, yeah, Derek is uh, not with us, but uh, my, uh, our lovely, my lovely fiance and our lovely pop fiance. culture correspondent is with us today. Episode. All right. Well, we just watched uh, the reunion. Feels like you didn't care about that. Oh no, it was amazing. Thank you. Yeah, no, <laughs> please, please, by all means. Do would you like to? Yeah, I would. Okay. I don't know <laughs> who that him. is, but it's a really good impression of someone. Like <laughs> I don't either. So if, if anyone knows, please it tell me. It has a little halsey to it. So yeah, we just watched reunion part two. I feel like what the consensus is, like, we didn't really need a part two. Mm. And maybe that's because part one was so good and we're all anticipating part three with the whatever this big revelation is going to be. I personally wanted to see more Raquel, I guess. Like, is that, I feel bad saying that almost as if like, but like, we just like, I want to hear more of what she's got to say. Yeah. Yeah. We got to see Allie. She had... Oh, and by the way, sorry, obviously, for those all of you expecting uh, James and Allie, they were not allowed at this juncture. I think it's when it comes to certain guests, as much as we want to preview them and have you guys excited, we, we are going to stop doing that, especially if we're worried that certain networks might make them unavailable. Make them unavailable. I, you know, th- who knows? Uh, I'm not saying that's necessarily what happened. We don't know, but... Anyways, we hope to have James and Allie on at some point. Uh, sorry that we couldn't uh, make that happen for you. We do feel as though Brad is a more than adequate. He gives. He gives. A replacement yeah. to, to uh, James and Allie. Quite honestly, I feel like, right, you know, with all things Scandival, it's in understandably so. It, we might have expected James and Allie to, might not want it, to might be Scandivaled out. And yeah. so as much as we would have liked to have James and Allie on, again, we, we are... Very grateful for Brad and his time. Any big takeaways, Allie, Amanda, or uh, Natalie, uh, with the reunion? Like, what, any... I mean, I think they were really just trying to also give the other castmates a chance to, like, talk about their lives and, like, what they are going through. So we had Allie and James. Lala talked about the Randall situation. And Did you guys Sheena... watch, uh, when I say you guys, Allie and Amanda, did you guys watch the uh, Randall Emmett documentary? Would you rec- I haven't seen it. Would you recommend it? Oh, I mean, if you're watching Scandal, yeah, if you're watching Vanderpump, yeah, it's an easy watch. It's I believe it's just like one episode. 
Unless there's a part yes, two yeah. dropping sometime soon. I don't know. But it's a very unflattering uh, depiction of, of Randall Emmett. I actually met him once a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But he could not come across as more of a disgusting, unattractive person in every way that you can imagine on the show. It makes you kind of wonder why anyone would be open or entertain an advancement from from him. Well, I'm interested to see. I I believe there must be a part two that comes out because Lala did not talk at all in this. It was like her mom and her brother. Ariana's brother commented on the reel that the teaser. Brad's teaser. Yeah. Oh, I did not. (laughs) Yeah. He said, Jeremy, he said, uh, Tom has been a douche way longer than a year or something like that. Oh, okay. Mm. Anyways, love that. Um, Maybe we should have him on. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) But I would find it interesting to hear Lala talk, and maybe she does in the second episode. It begs the question, like, how does he make people feel special? Because clearly he made Lala feel really special in a way that caused her to, like, overlook a lot of things. I will say in that episode, her mom and brother did talk about how when... Lala's father passed, Randall really stepped up and like took care of her family. Yeah, but that was after they were in a relationship. Sure, so, but if he showed those types of qualities, maybe he showed that quality in other areas. Maybe, I don't know. I just, like, everything about that documentary, it's just like, I know people like Randall. He is just someone who truly reeks of insecurity mm-hmm. and is just a small person in every sense of the word. I mean, not that I like to, you know, he just seems like everything is small on him. Just truly everything. And he's a walking projection of his insecurity is is my read on him. I feel like that's a perfect segue to like Tom Sandoval in the reunion part two. Like, what did you guys make of the part where he was trying to get Raquel, talk to Raquel off camera to clearly like align their stories and like was getting all mad at production? Like, I think obviously I think everyone watching is going to think that. And I'm sure it's true. At the same time, I don't think it's like that big of a deal. I mean, I mean, I, I think he just honestly wanted to like be able to talk shit and like say stuff without yeah, obviously a just, fucking camera there. Yeah, he just he probably wanted to make out a little bit and like I don't know something nasty. Yeah, I, <laughs> it was just kind of. I mean, it was fascinating just to see him argue with the producer. He's like, no, you're not understanding what I'm saying. And I'm like the, it's like the producers, they get like, well, no, I, I am. You're not understanding. This is a TV show. We're here. If you talk to any of your castmates, we're going to record it. This is how it works. If you want to. Br- and then Tom's like, I need a break. I need a break. And the guy's just like, take a break. You just can't take a break with someone you're on the show with because we're going to record that. It's like Tom Swartz from last week. You can be friends with Katie if, if you're willing to follow certain rules. And if not, don't be your friend. And if you can take a break, if you want, you just can't take the break that you want to take a break. I was really glad they showed that because I think there, I would have had all of these questions about like, how are they communicating with Tom at this point? Like, what is the power dynamic like Mm -hmm. of obviously like Tom's a colossal piece of shit. Everyone's united against him. That being said, you need the villain for the story, so to speak. So it's like, how was production like navigating that delicate balance of having to like stroke his ego enough to have him participate while also like he's, not entirely stupid potentially so like that and so i thought it was very cool yeah. to like see like that side of things like how he talks to production you know yeah. like how that how what their relationship is like now that everything has happened it's a lot of relationship massaging you know and 
they're there to work. I mean, you know, Tom's there to work. I don't think there was a a world in which Tom wouldn't have shown up. He might have been contractually obligated. Like for him not to show up, I wonder if he would have been susceptible to some sort of legal action. You know, for example, like almost every single person who goes on The Bachelor technically is in violation of the contract they signed. Literally everyone. The show has sued a couple people. You also haven't sued their leads because, you know, that's a PR nightmare per se. And so just because a network has the right to sue someone, they often don't because of the optics and how that looks and things like that. But yeah, yeah, I guess interesting to see. Ali, what were your like gut reaction, like big takeaways from the reunion part two? I was shocked that the first one was so good and had so much juice to it. But I guess that's Maybe smart. That's what it is. If you have a three parter. You get people in the first one. They're automatically going to tune in for the second one. Now you've been teasing us with the secret. The whole conversation between like James and the Toms. About the alcohol? Yeah. Like Tom Sandoval really has been like cover for everyone else because those were some fairly serious accusations thrown in James's direction. James and kind of everyone was just like, yeah, we don't fucking care. Tom Sandoval is a lying cheater piece of shit. Tom Sandoval is all those things. But I hate to say that, like, you know, the the drinking, how you react to uh, anything matters. And so, yeah, I don't know how that necessarily. James is really protected by Tom Sandoval, I guess, is, is what I'm saying. But yeah, those are some fairly serious claims. Serious claims were very much glossed over and and brushed past, and it was just like that's not really a concern right now. Which was that was that was a bit surprising. Nice to see that J- James is in therapy. I hope he sticks with it. Allie's a delight. Yeah, I like Allie yeah, a lot. She seems very grounded. She really grew on me over this season. She's much older than I anticipated, and and the more you hear from her. I think kind of like Charlie, too. I think having met Charlie and we met Allie briefly at Vander at Lisa's event, it made me want to see more of them. I hope we get to see more of Allie and Charlie on, on next season. I think they are. They're, I think they're strong characters. I'm sure that had to be intimidating for Allie, too, to like walk into. And it's, you know, all of them. And this is something they've done for years and tensions are high. And for her to just like walk in, never doing any of this stuff before. I think she handled herself very well. And you could tell the other women really liked her, which I thought was a huge data point of like how I think throughout the season we could see like Lala and Sheena being like, no, like I like her. Like I'm not just saying this as a pleasantry. Like I genuinely think she has a good head on her shoulders. And I felt like that like body language was also present. And so it was like nice to see this group be like warm and welcoming. I also like that Lala showed a little humility this episode. I mean, she she's obviously very entertaining to watch. She has some amazing one liners. She can be sharp with her tongue, so to speak, and and someone who obviously has made mistakes in the past. You know, when Allie, when they asked Allie that question, if you thought like Lala was overstepping, and I think Lala has a self-awareness to know that she can be intimidating, and for her to very kind of graciously kind of say, like, you can say yes, so to speak. Yeah. Was, you know, you could tell. And then even though Allie was also very nice about it, you know, she like empathized with Lala about like understanding why it came across that way. Lala was still quick to kind of, you know, recognize that she was, uh, you know, uh, it was a very sensitive time for her. She's going through a lot, which I think as far as Lala is concerned, you know, she can be harsh. And and I think at times I think she's opened herself up for claims of hypocrisy. But at the same time, 
she clearly is someone who will admit fault. And even when she was on our show, talked about her mistakes and things like that. And she really seems like someone who has made the efforts to make changes in her life and take accountability and specifically around her sobriety, obviously. And it sounds like that played a huge role in, in a lot of the mistakes that she had. So like, I think she's just a great demonstration of someone who has worked on himself. It's just really refreshing to see. And I think I'm not a, like a student of the show, but just watching this season, you know, with, whether it's Swartz or Sandoval, there just doesn't seem to be a lot of growth. I mean, James mentioning he was 21 again. You know, I was 21. Yeah, of course. You, know? you can never not bring that up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I think part of it has to do with like this Peter Pan syndrome they all have going of like how they can constantly just be like dating younger people and how they're like they're all still kind of like drinking and partying and going out constantly, like as like Ariana, you know, in discussing Scandoval and the state of their relationship. Like, I think a big part of it was that Tom Sandoval was constantly like out partying, getting fucked up. Whereas like the women, I think, have like kind of graduated from that era of life. And it just feels like the men have never really been forced to in the same way. I mean, I think he even said that in their conversation about their relationship, you know, before all of this broke. And he just was like the whole quality time thing. She's like, I don't want to go out and get drunk. He's like, but I do. On stimulation. I would do mushrooms and watch the sunrise while hang gliding. (laughs) There was an interesting conversation when Annie was talking to Raquel, because at first Raquel very much sounded like, she was blaming Ariana. That was disgusting. But the more she talked, it was like, in a weird way, she was being honest because she was talking about Sandoval and her plan before mm-hmm. Ariana found out and acknowledging that like, it was really bizarre talking about how she was like, yeah, Ariana didn't want to know. Do we believe that Rachel Raquel actually thought that? Or is that an excuse that she is spinning now. I mean, I'm sure if she has Tom Sandoval being like, listen, like she she wouldn't want to know. She doesn't want to know. Like she's got all this stuff going on. Like this is the last thing she needs to hear right now. Like we should, you know, like she just doesn't care. Like I'm sure Raquel was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Okay, I get it. Yes, but do you think she actually, I mean, this is all, was supposedly, again, a, a best friend of hers that she hung out with. She should know Ariana and whether she would care or not. I don't know, but we were right in the instance of her when she finally got to talk to Tom Sandoval in between their on their lunch break or whatever. And we were right about all of the stuff, the their intimacy and how Tom Sandoval was definitely telling her that they weren't intimate and they weren't, you know, had a great relationship. And she's like, that was really difficult to hear that like y'all's relationship was like doing pretty well. When Raquel was was talking about it, she was like, I feel like Ariana wanted to keep the relationship going because you didn't break up with her. And it's like, yeah, there it is. When they think they're in a relationship, they they generally want to keep it going. And if they don't, they actually will let you know. There is something really haunting about watching Raquel watch all of them talking while Sheena was on stage. Just her reactions in general. Her reactions in general. And I, I don't know... I'm sure she was incredibly sleep deprived. Like, I'm sure this is the lowest point in her life. She's getting bombarded with like horrific DMs, like not saying she didn't do something very bad, but like just to kind of contextualize emotionally, like where she's coming from. Like, I can imagine her being like just like the most like burned out shell of herself she's ever been. Nevertheless, it felt like the lights were on, but nobody was home. Like sometimes she would just nod and it just felt like there was kind of like an emptiness there that made me so concerned about like kind of this like 
cognitive state of this woman. It was just like a body and no one was home. Yeah. Was and then really occasionally weird. she would react like in little moments where it like seemed like she was going to get validated or like she would yeah. have little moments of like where she would like pout a little bit. But like for when they were talking about like the real emotional havoc that she has wreaked, it was a lot of like, like she's watching her best friend sob cry about like the stuff that Raquel has done to her that has like caused her baby to hyperventilate because she's watching her mom have this breakdown and she has no reaction whatsoever. Yeah. And that was your best friend. You know, maybe if you could argue that Rachel was just kind of disconnected and sucked into the love affair that Tom or believing Tom just in denial. Right. And then once she got found out, it's like, holy shit, I really fucked up. You know, this is really kind of coming to a head. You would think that she would just be like, you know what? I was so wrong. You know, I'm just going to sit there and take my beating. I'm, I'm just going to let whatever people want to say, specifically Ariana, say what they have to say. And if you want to say anything at all, talk about how the work you want to do and the efforts you want to make to not do it again and never bring up, never make any excuses by bringing up other people or other people's actions. And yeah, they just, there just seems to be that just, lack of deep remorse i don't like feel it in their bones their remorse i just it's i yeah. just don't feel it raquel and, should play poker for real like i've great she should like blankest face i've ever fucking seen and it's shocking giving like the circumstances of yeah just how much remorse should be on the table and i feel like we saw tom start to get there like i feel like the end of Epi like the third part is going to leave me feeling really sad because I think it's going to be Tom like genuinely crying and starting to like scratch the tip of the iceberg of like all of the pain he's caused. And, I don't like, think he cares. I really don't. I think he is sorry this is happening to him because if he's truly sorry, if he truly understands, he wouldn't be doing what he's doing. And we get into it this episode with Brad. But if you go back and watch the episode season two reunion when Tom was cheating on Kristen, the, the parallels between the excuses and the justifications between his actions are so identical. 10 years earlier, he can come across as a great friend as long as his well-being or his fun or, or the things that he wants aren't in conflict. But the moment he has to make a sacrifice or he, or, or things you know, come in conflict with his immediate needs, you can't count on Tom. I feel like we got a teeny little glimpse of that, of like how protective Sandoval is over the people that he cares about and like himself first and foremost. But when Schwartz whipped out his pill bottle and then everyone was like, what is it? Like, you know, everyone's yeah. guns ablazing. It's the reunion. Tensions are high. And everyone's like, what is that? And like Sandoval was like, you can just say it's your medication, which is like, I think good friend advice. Like, that's what I would say to a friend. I'd be like, you don't owe them like this. Like, you can just say Although it is odd when cameras are rolling and a reunion is being filmed. And he's like, also like offering them up to anyone else, you know, it's like, yeah, anyone else want these? Uh, is just one of those. Yeah. He's always we, trying to diffuse an awkward situation. Can we talk about the 10 hour pause that Sandoval gave when asked about uh, uh, Sheena? If Sheena punched Raquel? I was convinced that there was like a mic issue. He had to think about that for so long. Now, what do you think is the truth? I, of course, believe that she didn't. I don't trust anything that Sandoval has to say. And I do think he will do anything to protect Raquel. And like, if he says it didn't happen, then like oh, Raquel's a liar and like she could be sued for defamation. You know, what the fuck ever. So I do think his priority is to protect Raquel. But just like there are a few like tiny little like glimmers of him, like looking genuinely like 
I really fucked up like with Sheena in a way that he has like never been with Ariana. And it kind of makes you wonder, like, do you think he treats his friends better than his partners? Well, I think that's uh, with both the Toms. I think that's very yeah. evident that I think they just have a history of of taking their partners for granted, whether it's Sandoval or Swartz. I think it seems like they take boundaries and expectations as light suggestions not a, yeah but or just a, an offense hmm. like they're offended by it and then they become the bad guy in their mind because like all these other friends or all these other people they have in their life don't like ever give them a hard time and they never stop them for doing they never like dim their shine or whatever and like and then so ariana and katie become the bad guys in their mind and they can't seem to understand where Ariana and Katie are coming from because they just simply just don't want to have to be told no, really. Once Tom decides he needs something, he will justify it to the moon. I agree with you. Well, we have so much more Vanderpump to get into with Brad. I, I hope you have your uh, seatbelts on wherever you are. It's going to be a wild, wild ride. Don't forget that we have another episode of Better Date Than Never live tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern. So be sure to check that out. It is a wild and wacky show where so many people are just making friends and talking about sex and dating and all those crazy things. Uh, we have It's like that stuff that you would kind of feel like a creep for bringing up around your friend, but you might have like a lingering question or like be like, oh, I kind of want someone's take on this. Like that's what we talk about on Better Date Than Ever. Tonight we're talking about period sex. Like it really is like an unabashed like go in, talk about the stuff that like it can be really uncomfortable or challenging to talk about with sex and dating. Oh, we have a licensed therapist tonight on Better Days Than Never, so be sure to sign up and come on in. Also, for all you Update fans out there, uh, we have another Update special dropping behind Vile Files Plus this Friday tomorrow. So, if you haven't signed up for Vile Files Plus yet, you are totally missing out. We have a ton of updates from all things Ask Nick, texting office hours, uh, don't sweat the wedding, all those callers. We have an amazing texting office hour this episode with Brad, very on the nose with what we are talking about with Scandival. Uh, we are very interested in what you have to say about what's going on with this caller. Excited for you all to hear that. All right. Well, it's time for your Scandival insider, Brad Kearns. Something I get so frustrated by is when I go to the grocery store and I buy all of these like fresh ingredients and then... For some recipes, it's like you only need part of one. And then I end up with like half an onion that rots in the fridge or like all of these different things. And every plate comes in clutch because it sends you exactly what you need in the pre-portioned ingredients. And it's actually 25% cheaper than grocery shopping, which blew my mind. I love some of the proteins that they have. I had a really good uh, shrimp taco recipe that was just delightful. The thing that's so great about every plate is that it encourages you to try things that you're like, oh, I would actually like that. And it's so affordable that it feels really risk-free. They use only the highest quality ingredients, including sustainably sourced seafood that meets the Monterey Bay Aquarium seafood rankings. Get every plate and take back your time with fewer trips to the grocery store and meals ready in six simple steps. That's right. You know, most of the stuff that they have takes 20 or 30 minutes to make. It's super easy, super easy to follow. Cleanup is minimal. It's your way of eating healthy, eating right without having to waste time at the grocery store or planning meals ahead. It's amazing all the uh, delicious meals that they have, the variety that they have. You'll never get sick of it. Get $1.49 per meal by going to everyplate.com slash podcast and entering code V-I-A-L-L-4-9. 
Get started with every plate for just $1.49 per meal by going to everyplate.com slash podcast and entering code VIALL49. That's VIALL49. Everyplate.com slash podcast code VIALL49. All right, IQ Bar, take it away, Amanda, because as much as I love IQ Bar, you are obsessed. And I don't think anyone can have the passion that you have for that deliciousness that is the IQ Bar. It truly is the best of its kind. My boyfriend has gotten into super working out recently. I've been giving him a lot of crap because he keeps talking about macros. And so he'll like look at various labels and be like, good macros, bad macros. I was so excited when he got in my car and I could whip out an IQ bar that I always keep in my backseat because you never know when you might need one and show him. And he was like, great macros. It is truly um, whether you are looking for a snack that has all these brain boosting ingredients or you're just looking for something filling. Uh, IQ bar rocks. My favorite thing about it is that it is protein packed. Uh, There's not a ton of sugar and the flavors are genuinely good. Like I got the variety pack and I don't even look at which one I'm grabbing. I just grab one because I like all of them. Although I will say the chocolate one, the sea salt chocolate has a special place in my heart. I know Amanda like glossed over the not a ton of sugar, but it's remarkable how just how little sugar is in these bars for how great they taste. It's amazing how many like self-proclaimed like healthy drinks and bars out there just have oodles of sugar. Or they just taste like crap, but not IQ Bar. Uh, They come in a variety of mouthwatering flavors like toasted coconut chip, almond butter chip, peanut butter chip, my favorite, and banana nut. You will not believe how great they taste. Even more amazing is just how healthy they are for you with the taste that they have. So right now, get 20% off all IQ Bar products, plus get free shipping. To get your 20% off, just text FILES, F-I-L-E-S, to 64000. That's right. Get your discount and simply just text files, F-I-L-E-S, to 64,000. Text files to 64,000. Brad. Hi. Welcome. Thank you. How's your heart, Brad? It's heavy. It's heavy. It's heavy. It's still heavy. Yeah, yeah I would imagine. It's been, uh, it's been an interesting, challenging, disheartening couple of months. Yeah. So let's... I was just to... I was excited when we, we, you reached out to us. Mm-hmm. You DM the Vile Files Instagram. And I just want to say first and foremost, Brad, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for thinking of us. Yeah. I know that you, you've been in high demand uh, these past few weeks. Uh, people have reached out to you, wanted to get you on their couch or yeah. on their chair. And you so graciously uh, thought of us. Yeah. And absolutely. we just want to say thank you. You're welcome. Um, you have been living with ariana and tom uh no not living with no staying with um i i will stay and help the dogs yeah i mean when this all broke um a close group of ariana's friends created a spreadsheet and we did we we took you know turns staying different nights with her making sure that she wasn't alone in the house okay um but no i don't live with them gotcha but you've been spending a lot of time oh yeah absolutely gotcha yeah at the house yeah and you've been you're like what I, I like to call, you're the insider. Yeah. 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 <laughs> You've had the firsthand accounts because when Ariana was talking about uh, at, well, on episode one of the reunion about how Tom's been there. Yeah. And Ariana's just having her friends there to support her while Tom's been yelling at people. Yeah. You're one of the people. Oh, yeah. Tom's been yelling at. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've survived it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so you have a very interesting perspective of this whole situation. 
Yeah. 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 I, and that, another reason why I'm excited to have you on is because I feel like it's people like you that have like the real scoop. Oh, yeah. We had Charlie on here and Charlie was amazing. I was so glad we had Charlie on. It yeah. was as if Charlie is obviously been a part of this situation she's been a part of the show and it was as if no one's ever said charlie what do you think yeah and she sat down here and just was so generous with she had so many thoughts sure and i feel like it was like well, we got to ask more people like charlie more people like brad who who are involved in yeah. this story who are everyday life with them yeah yeah so again thank you for making yourself available to yeah, us absolutely. yeah absolutely i'm happy to be here um I guess we'll just turn it over to you. Where, where do you think is a good place to start with all the wealth of knowledge that you have when it comes to this story? Like, where maybe we start maybe, with like how you know Ariana, like yeah, how did that friendship begin? Thank you. How, yeah, yeah how, that's the great they, way to start. Yeah, how, what is your history with Ariana and Tom? <laughs> well, my history with this group started probably eleven and a half years ago. Um, I originally met Tom, Tom, Jack, Stassi, Katie, and Kristen. Uh, we met at Coachella. Just a random, like, we were walking by, talking to each other. Kristen commented on a t-shirt that I was wearing. We ended up taking a picture. And then um, I didn't see him again. And a week later, I ran into Tom at a restaurant. We just got to chatting and became friends with them. He was obviously with Kristen at the time. Gotcha. Swartz. I mean, um, Sandoval. Sandoval. Yeah. Tom Sandoval. So just- Why both their names have to start with S's? <laughs> yeah, both T's. Yeah. yeah. I know. Um yeah, I just, I began to become really good friends with Tom and Kristen while they were together, um, started to become really good friends with Sheena and, you know, the rest of the crew um, went through a breakup with Tom and Kristen, which Kristen and I joke this time is like, I'm one of the lone people that have seen this kind of same situation twice, Wow, yeah, um, yeah we, which has been interesting. <laughs> we, for preparation purposes, went back and watched uh season the season two. two reunion the narrative and yeah and we did that last night because they're the parallels are eerie crazy yeah. i mean listen the the, the Kristen and and sandoval breakup was a mess and it just can't be compared to what's going on no with with ariana because everyone's just fucking everyone back then i mean it was just a yeah. messy all the way around but what was so eerie is hearing tom speak about his logic yeah and his logic when talking at the season two reunion which was how many years ago brad that was probably nine nine years, years ago, ago. Yeah. and and tom he said listen like i was over this relationship we were done we weren't having sex and it was just like it's the same it's she just, was annoyed by yeah. me like ev everything's the, the, same the same playbook right yeah. the exact same playbook which is basically like tom sandoval flat out just saying listen it doesn't matter if we're in a relationship doesn't matter what parameters we have or whatever understanding if i have decided mm. that emotionally i am no longer invested in this relationship i'm going to start fucking other people right yeah and that i mean that's the the narrative that's what happened back then um, I helped Kristen move out. I maintained a friendship with both of them. Um, and when Ariana got brought into the group, Ariana clicked right away and we have been, you know, best friends ever since. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So obviously this was a big surprise to Ariana. Yeah. As someone who's been friends with everyone, um, once you found out, was there any kind of like 
holy shit kind of aha moments of like looking back and thinking about all the times, you know, Sandoval and Raquel or Rachel or whatever the fuck we're calling her, (laughs) uh, were hanging out. Like, did you have those experiences? It's such a crazy time. I I remember processing it. Ariana spoke to me Wednesday night right after she found out. And, you know, first and foremost, we wanted to be there and take care of her, especially me, you know, make sure her feelings are validated and she's feeling loved. But when I started to process it, it was such a weird thing because we didn't see it coming. Our friend group is so close that if one guy and another girl go off and they dance together in front of everyone, it's not weird, you know, like our friendships were all very deep and close. So, you know, looking back on it now, now that we know that there was a connection there, it's interesting, but I never thought it was further than it was. So it was the opposite of Lala, because I feel like Lala was like, oh, I see this. I know this is happening. There's something sketchy going on. And yeah. then you were like, oh. well, the, the interesting thing about that is, you know, I love Lala. I love Katie. They're all friends of ours. But I think Ariana said it recently, too, in a podcast. They're not in our inner circle. If Ariana has a day to day issue, if something's going on with her family, if she's upset, if she's excited, there's a close circle of our friends that she speaks to first. They're not in Ari- group text. Ariana. Yeah. Yes. Who is that group? That would be me. That's Logan. It's Meredith. Um, I would say it's like us three, first and foremost, or, you know, that get the news. We talk to her. We live a day to day life with her. Gotcha. And it's not that Katie and Lala aren't in our circle and aren't in our friends, but I think it's just easier for people that aren't in your everyday circle around these people every day to maybe catch and observe those things that they think are weird yeah. because we're living in it and it's not weird to us. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. And so I think you're just saying there that that closest the group had maybe caused you and other people of this group to maybe kind of overlook certain behaviors. And it's interesting that you articulate it that way. Just watching it the season, there was a moment where uh, even Brock and Ariana were dancing at a party. Yeah. And I think Brock like had his arms around her. And again, totally like everyone, everyone's friendships are different, but yeah. I just remember watching that being, yeah, that's a close friend. You know, like, I mean, we there's all... a closeness there, but not, but with certain friends, that's totally normal, totally platonic. To- like there's no weirdness, whatever. So mm-hmm. I could see from your standpoint that if there was a level of intimacy from a platonic standpoint with this group where, like, as you said, people could right. dance, people could go off into a corner and have a chat. I mean, shit, one of my best friends from high school, him and his, you know, his wife, yeah. we'd get lunch and coffee all the time and right. hang out. She is a hairdresser. And so much that like people outside of our group wondered if we were dating and sure. they're, they're married, yeah. you know? And so, yeah, I can see how that can I, I can think happen. that's just the differentiation, you know, they, they're in our circle, but they're not with us every day. And, you know, they're not going to music festivals, taking trips, like all these things when cameras aren't on. Gotcha. So, you know, anyone who might be suggesting it's like, how could Ariana not know and, and shit like that. Right. Would it be safe to say that Sandoval took advantage of that level of trust that the group had in terms of how Tom Sandoval took advantage of the closeness that was this group? to kind of hide what he was doing. You know, initially I kind of thought that I, I'm, I'm torn because I go back and I think of the times that we all did hang out and it felt like that now when you look back at it, but I don't know. Sometimes it was just right in front of us and we didn't even know. I, I spent Valentine's day dinner with Raquel, Ariana and Tom. 
and Tom opened up a bottle of wine that he got on their first Snapper trip. So it's the four of you. Yeah. Set the stage. Brad. Yeah. So, Set the stage. So I originally had Five. different. Oh, there, there was Ariana. Yeah. I can't count. Brad. Raquel, Raquel and Tom. Tom. Raquel and Tom. And eventually, yeah, they, about an hour into dinner, Schwartz came too. Okay. All right, um, set the stage. Where are you? So I originally had different Valentine's Day plans. Um, last minute, they kind of changed. Ariana hit me up the morning of and said like, hey, Tom and I are going to Schwartz and Sandy's for a Valentine's Day dinner. Because they don't usually celebrate on Valentine's Day just because of the nature of everything. They usually do something special on a different day. Okay. Um, but they were going to go to dinner that night. She's like, why don't you come with us? And at first I was like, oh, I don't want a third wheel on Valentine's Day. And she's like, no, it's not like that. Come in, have dinner. So I said, okay, let's do that. Um, about an hour later, Raquel hit me up and asked me what I was doing. I said, I'm going to dinner with Tom and Ariana. And she's like, oh, I'm going to come with you guys. And so we all went. Um, we go to dinner. Tom brought a bottle of wine that him and Ariana got on his their first Napa trip. Excuse me. Um, brought it out talked about the bottle i mean i have a video of tom explaining it and i cut to ariana and she just looks so happy and he, do you have that video i do i have a lot of videos from that night <laughs> so. are you able to put it up <laughs> yeah i mean my phone's in there but i can get it for you this is uh castillo amorosa from um napa valley ariana and i got this from our uh, very first trip in uh, napa valley oh, oh, she's stunning yeah Oh like, my god! And then, do we want to see the other video? No, or, yeah. Oh, want. Is there con makes the me cringe? Oh, it's just the three of us. Oh, okay. It's just cringe. Happy Valentine's Day! necklace on. Hi, mom. I don't know if you can see it there. She is wearing the necklace. She always wore it. Yeah. Uh, Did anyone pick up on that? Was anyone like, "Oh, that's the same as Tom"? Nobody picked up on that because. Um, it's a, it was a different brand, but the one that Tom has is, I don't know if you know Kyle Chan. He's a jeweler to a lot of Bravo people. Okay. So sometimes like this, the necklace I'm wearing is his, um, oh, he's getting free promo right here, but. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, my <laughs> no, next piece of jewelry should be but free. But so many of us have this exact same you necklace. Like stuff, yeah. So. Wasn't it, Kyle Chan the event that they went to as a double date and that's why they were late to the something about her tasting because yeah. they went with Joe and Raquel to a Kyle Chan mm -hmm. event? Yeah, they were over there first. Yeah. What, what was that? Who's they? Um, Tom, Raquel, Tom, and Joe went to Kyle Chan, had an event, er, an, in, sorry, an event the evening that we had a sandwich shop. Yeah, yeah. Gathering. And Joe is Tom Swartz's new roommate slash... I don't know Friends where they stand Friends. right now, to be honest. I, they don't live together. Anymore, oh, but he did no. say I love you on the show she, and it sounded intimate yeah. from, to my knowledge because we kind of all cut ties with her early on um, she was only there for a short while um, I, from my understanding is that she was there for literally like a week or two waiting for her place to get ready okay. wait when you say you cut ties with her early on like was there any kind of like context or history around that when I met her her energy just seemed off to me um, totally. she was, she's a lot of energy and I just didn't vibe with her. Like at the time, I was like, you know, she's a nice girl, but she's just not my vibe. Okay. Yeah. So back to Valentine's Day. Yeah. All right. So Tom presents the bottle. We drink. We start to have dinner. Um, Schwartz eventually shows up. Uh, Joe actually came in that night a little bit later after him, too. So now Valentine's date dinner is now just the group hanging out. Probably. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It started with the four of us and then Schwartz and then Joe eventually showed up as okay. well. Schwartz and Sandy. 
And then on that particular dinner, like what was the vibe? I mean, I mean, it was it was fun. It was lighthearted. I mean, Tom and Ariana sat next to each other. Raquel and I sat next to each other. We just ate dinner and talked about like what we were doing for the week and making plans. That was like a month before. It was like two weeks out, before. Right? Two oh, weeks shit. before, yeah, because yeah. they oh, found out early God. March. Yeah, yeah, right. we found out. Ariana found out March first. Called a couple of us. Um, and then the world found out. On what was Friday. that phone call like when you got a call from Ariana? Well, first it was a text, um, to kind of preface it. Tom was doing a, a show that night and a release of one of his new singles with his cover band. And I had a movie premiere, so I wasn't able to make it on time, but I got home at about nine fifteen, nine thirty, And I text Ariana quick and just said like, Hey, I'm going to change. Are we actually going to stay at Tom Tom Schwartz and Sandy? I live in the hills. It's five minutes from me, so I was like, "Am I going to come all the way to Schwartz and Sandy's just to get in the car and turn around back?" And about ten minutes later, she texts me and said, um, "We're leaving. Hit you up in a second. And I was like, "Oh, okay. Early night, whatever." And then she just initially texts me, "I'm in a Uber with Tom, and I just found what she found on his phone." And she said, I just got off the phone with Raquel. She confirmed that they've been having an affair. So at first I thought she was joking. Well, at first when she said, I found a video of her and Tom, I was like, why does Tom have that on his phone? And then, because and I thought she was talking about shorts. And they were just basically like sexting face, FaceTime. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen the video. Nobody has it anymore, but, um, yeah, it, it didn't sound good. But I initially, like I said, I thought she was talking about shorts. And I was like, why does Tom have that on his phone? That's disgusting. Yeah. And she's like, it's my Tom. So they, she talked to Raquel. Yeah. She, yeah, she, and they, they said that too. I yeah. mean, um, cause Raquel and Sheena were in New York doing Watch What Happens Live. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they'd already taped, obviously, with the time difference and so on. Um, so Ariana called Raquel and basically said, like, if you've ever had any respect for me or women in general, you just need to come clean and tell me if something happened. And I think um, from what I remember, she touched on some light things like they'd kissed and this. Yeah. So she tried to deny. Downplay it. I don't think she denied it because um, obviously I wasn't on the phone or there at the moment. But what I was told is that she said it started with a kiss. But then ultimately in the conversation, she said it led to they've been having like a seven, eight month affair. So. Wow. Yeah. So and then the moments that followed that, like what was, what was, well, I happened? asked Ariana, I said, what, what's your plan right now? And she said, Tom and I are in an Uber. We're going home. I'm making him tell me everything. And I said, okay. And she said, just stay by your phone. And I said, yeah, if you need to come to my house, if you need someone to come over there, let me know. And she checked in with me like every 20 minutes. Um, but they were up discussing this until probably 6 a.m. So then how long after they had that initial conversation did cameras come in and record that? So we found out Wednesday night, she let, obviously, um, the showrunner and producers know, and then cameras are up on Friday morning. So I had gotten a call on Thursday early morning that just said, like, hey, cameras are up. Can you come film with Ariana tomorrow? So wow, they announced that they were going to just pick back up quick for, like, two weeks. What were some conversations that you had with Ariana or you and the gang you know, in terms of the moments that followed her realizing what happened, obviously, I mean, I'm sure at first just there's this so many things that unbe oh, yeah. unbelievable, the hurt and the pain. At what point did, do you feel like what conversations y'all have with Ariana 
you know, because she's thriving now, right? Oh, Ariana, she's thriving. queen. I think she, you know, she's gone through these stages of grief that she's talked about. She's like Amer- literally America's sweetheart. Yeah. She's getting all these amazing opportunities and we love that. At what point do you feel like Ariana kind of had a, you know what? Fuck this guy. Fuck this. This is going to be the best thing that's ever happened to me. Where, when do you feel like she started realizing that Tom Sandoval wasn't worth an ounce of her sadness and started realizing, you know what? This is going to be groundbreaking for me and I'm going to thrive and rise like a phoenix from the ashes, so to speak. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, seeing your friend go through something like this, I think, you know, not speaking for her, there's always going to be moments, even when you are feeling great about it, you know, eventually that you still probably linger in the anger and the hurt. Um, I think for her, she processed it. She handled it amazingly well you know obviously she went through the motions that everyone would expect of hurt and anger but then i think she just started to become feeling like indifferent towards him um which really kind of helped her process it and move along you know there was in the first month like i said we were on rotation we stayed with her obviously anyone that goes through a breakup but now publicly is going to feel drained she doesn't know how to feel you know we want to make sure she was eating make sure she was sleeping make sure she felt loved but i think for her you know it was a process of being around friends um and taking time for herself um i don't know if there was like a day where it just kind of flipped a switch but i think internally when she started to become more indifferent towards him and and realize like what this is going to do for her um, emotionally in a better way. Like she's going to be so much off in a better place. Yeah. I think it just started to kind of click for her and then everything started to happen in a really big way for her. Yeah. So you've, I mean, you, you were friends with Sandoval before you met Ariana yeah. and you've been friends with them this whole time. I mean, what is your read on this situation as a friend of Tom? I've never met Sandoval. Yeah. Uh, I've met Ariana a few times. So I, I really have, nothing good to say about Sandoval, but I don't, I've never met the guy, you know? And so I'm kind of jumping on the fuck Sandoval bandwagon. There's so many reasons to like, not, not like the guy. Join in. Yeah. Welcome. It's fun here. I am. Yeah. But I am curious from like someone from your perspective who, who has been friends with this guy leading all the way up until this situation. Obviously these are, you know, the internet loves to react and the internet always kind of takes the most aggressive stance. Right. But there's clearly been a lot of, of strong language uh, being thrown at Tom Sandoval, even Lala, you know, narcissists and things like that. But yeah. I'm curious from just like an objective friend who clearly has taken the side of Ariana and rightfully yeah. so. That being said, you've been friends with Tom, you yeah. know, and, and I'm assuming you've seen qualities in him uh, that made you want to be friends with this guy. Yeah. And so could you just help? us understand how you're processing this as someone who's been friends with them and you know what are qualities of sandoval that made you surprised by this like or what was it like to have this come out like how do you see tom now versus how you saw him in the past can you just kind of shed the light because i think everyone now just has this like he's the devil, he's the worst, like how could anyone ever talk to him? It's so obvious, but like life is, you know, it's not that simple in right. reality. Uh, and could you shed some yeah, insight absolutely. on that? 
I mean, Tom was my intro to this friend group. You know, that uh, he was one of the first ones I met, although they were in a group. And he really, you know, kind of wrangled me in, put his arm around me and introduced me to all these people that have become some of my greatest friends, you know. For me, processing this, you know, I don't know how often in life you have a couple in your life that you are equally as close to both of them. Um, I've been through breakups with friends breaking up before. And, you know, there was always someone that I kind of leaned naturally towards to anyways. Um, with Tom, processing this for me was making sure Ariana was good. And then I had to process that I lost two friends, Tom and Raquel, you know, because Raquel was a friend of mine as well. And I look back over the 11 and a half years, probably, you know, 10 and a half, 11, realistically, of my friendship with him. And Tom was uh, a good person. He was kind. He was caring. He treated people like family, wanted everyone to be included and to feel welcome. And, you know, I think looking at him in the last probably year, there was a change in him. And I think that's what I don't like anymore. I don't look back and think for 11 years, this guy was phony and fake. We all had amazing, great times together. But I think something in his personal life and his turning 40, whatever you want to call it, just sent him on a different path. And unfortunately, that's what the world gets to see now because he publicly did some horrible things um, and that's what's defining him. We saw Tom and Sandoval and Sheena have that kind of conversation since they were such great friends and she yeah. was like, we'll never be friends again. Did you and Tom have? No. Um, initially, so I found out on Wednesday the 1st, um, Tom did reach out to me on Friday the 3rd in the evening. Um, we had filmed all day, not with Tom. I was with Ariana and like Sheena and Katie. We took Ariana out to a concert just to like get her mind away for a second. Sure. We'd been in the house for like three days and she wasn't doing so great. So we wanted to kind of liven her up. And Tom texts me that night and it kind of came more of a place of like anger. He kind of came at me and was talking about, you know, I've known him forever. Why am I doing him like this? You know, so on and so forth. We Do exchanged. you have those texts? <sighs> no, my phone got stolen. <gasps> I, it couldn't have been the worst time. <laughs> yeah. My phone got stolen like um, two, three weeks before we went to Coachella. And so my uh, iCloud like didn't back up everything. And that's okay. I know. Anyway, so, but you remember the text. So yeah. The text I mean, say? he just kind of like initially he kind of came at me and said, you know, like Ariana got rough with him when she found out and I shouldn't be supporting that. And, you know, what's going through my mind is like Ariana just found out that her partner of just over nine years, had an eight-month affair. Like, you're kind of lucky she didn't run you over with her car. So immediately, so, Sandoval started going into how he's the victim. Oh, Tom has played victim since the beginning. I mean, the night that Ariana found out and her and Tom had a conversation, he yelled at her. He blamed her for everything. Everything was her fault why this has happened. So have you seen him be remorseful in any aspect? Besides on the... Reunion I when mean, he started crying. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, that's the only time I've seen him cry about it. I've passed him in the house um, very infrequently. Luckily, I mean, I don't know if it's a lucky situation, but since they are still sharing the house, she's been gone a lot for work. He's been gone a lot with his band. If there is any crossover, he still has an assistant. And um, Meredith, you know, talks to both of them to kind of coordinate that they don't see each other. 
Um, but it has happened. I mean, there was one evening where Ariana and I just went out for a drink. We got back. It was like 1.45 in the morning. We came in and Tom was in the kitchen. And we kind of went into the living room and Tom just kind of started in and said like, you can't be having parties at the house. There's a curfew. I have things to do in the morning. And it got a little heated and it was interesting for me to see because... And so it's just you, Ariana. Just and- Ariana and I at that time. Okay. And, and, and you know, to call this a party, like we're, yeah, there's fuck. no music on. There's no TV <laughs> we're on. We're sitting on the couch. Like, yeah. <laughs> First of all. <laughs> and it, it, it happened multiple times. It's like we had a wine sip like you get at church. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, so it was just interesting. And, you know, Ariana even made that comment and said, you know, if Brad comes over and stays with me, we're going to watch TV. And Tom made the comment that he bought the TV and he'll take it off the wall if he hears it in the guest room. So it's just really interesting behavior. Straight petty. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very very much so. And it's interesting. uh, You know, in the unseen footage, I think it aired last week, Tom showed Rachel a video of all the cars at his house blocking his driveway because there was a party. And it was just everyone like party. coming to support Ariana. Yeah, like, like our friend is hurting, you know, she's not sleeping. She, you know, wasn't eating and we're all over there. Our friend Janet made a big thing of food, like French onion soup. And we're all comforting her. Like we have a music video on to like cheer her up, but this it's, is not a party. It's well, if it is, it's fucking Tom <laughs> Sandoval's party yeah. that he set up. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a party. surprise yeah. party a, he threw for yes, Ariana. Like Tom yeah. Sandoval threw a surprise it's not party. The best surprise. surprise. Yeah. 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 Fucking your surprise. best friend. Yeah. And he's the reason for the party. Yeah. And I, I have to say, like, seeing that unseen footage, though, when he says, like, oh, Ariana never lets me have parties, it's such a weird thing to hear because they bought that house four and a half, five years ago. I was at many, many parties at that house. <laughs> so I don't know where this narrative is coming from. Um, it's just really interesting to me. You know, it's it's disheartening that a friend of mine, obviously Ariana is the one in pain here, but like to see my friend create a different narrative of their yeah. relationship, of things that were going on. It's just, it was kind of hard to swallow. In like that instance of pettiness and like Tom clearly feeling like he has no power and desperately finding ways to get power, have there been other examples or ways that you've kind of felt like he's been trying to claw his way back to some kind of standing when I think it's just capitalizing on the narrative that he believes to be true um there hasn't been a lot of I don't think petty instances like the tv situation but you know the one podcast that he did and hearing him talk on that and even just like seeing things play out um on the episodes or you know what he's speaking to it's just not the narrative that as a close friend that I even saw you know, and it's, I've been asked that a million times. They said, you know, Ariana said it was this way. Tom said it was this way. And as someone that was with them, sometimes five days a week and on trips, I did not see the narrative that he is speaking about. And just to, for anyone, I mean, I'm assuming most people listening to this are all well-versed, yeah. but the narrative that Tom's speaking about versus Ariana, can you? Yeah. I mean, he has kind of presented that they were glorified roommates um, that their relationship was not what it was. Granted, I'm not in the bedroom with them, so I can't speak to anything yeah, like that. Right. Yeah, but, but like every they relationship in, has issues. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, and, there might be a couple of weeks where you're just like, hey, we're just not. Yeah. We're and not I, I saw he claims them, five years they have been basically right. roommates. Yeah. But it, it, it's not what we've seen at all. And it's like, these are, like I said, they're people that I'm with every day. 
I have, I could do a video montage of the last like four years that he claims that they were glorified roommates that looked like they were the happiest couple in the world. And it's not because cameras around. It was on trips that we took. It was on festivals that we went to, just nights out at their house. I mean, even in this time frame, the last seven or eight months, I saw them be romantic. I saw them dance. I saw them kiss. I, they said, I love you. Like You just showed us a video of Tom bringing out a bottle from a trip that they took as a couple, and they glanced to Ariana, and she's glowing with happiness. Two weeks before we found out. Yeah. Yeah. Beaming. Also, wasn't that, speaking of Tom's interview, he mentioned Valentine's Day as being one of the nights where he'd attempted to break up or end the relationship. So right. as someone who spent Valentine's Day with them, would it have been before the dinner where they're no. like glowing and in love? Would it have been after? Like, where could that possibly be coming from? Yeah, he I mean, I know that uh, in the evening when they went home, they had an argument. Um But it, not as along the lines do. of like, break, yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> that's the other thing is like, yeah, I mean. I'm close to them to the point where they they would argue in front of me, but it was never me sitting back being like, oh my gosh, they're going to break up or oh, this is horrible. This right, is a like, horrible oh, they've fight. They've been together for it's nine normal years. normal couple. Yeah. <laughs> I've been with you for nine years things that it's just little things that they pick on each other on, which everybody does. He also throws that out there. And what's really frustrating is when people are like, you had a seven, eight month affair. He's like, well, I was going to break up with her on Valentine's Day. He said that so many times. And it's like, is that, well, that after the end the, of your? It's like okay, affair. you had a six to seven month affair, <laughs> right? That's that's literally the end of your affair. Two weeks before Did we he found bring out, out the so. bottle to like as what Ariana is drinking yeah. the bottle of wine to be like, oh, by the way, I'm fucking ceremonially. Re- we've yeah. had this bottle as long as we've been dating. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just it was an odd thing to kind of you know hold his ground on, um, and I even said that to him once. There was a time at the house where he brought it up again, probably a week or two after they broke up. And I chimed in and I was like, let's say you did break up with her on Valentine's Day. That doesn't derail what you did the last eight months. So it doesn't matter. So it was just an interesting stance for him to be on. I don't think anyone believes Tom. But since we have you, our insider here, who has been there, these accusations that Tom has been throwing out that he tried to break up with Ariana and Ariana made all these like idle threats of uh, not letting Tom break up with her or ending her life or, and, no. and things like that. Yeah. What would you say to any of that? I would say there's there's no truth to that. What's interesting to me is the fact that he does say that. And I think Sheena said what we all would have said to him. Um, if Tom would have looked at me and said she wanted to do that to herself. She wanted to take her life. I would have looked at him and said the same thing. Her brother lives here. He had a close relationship with our mom. He could have called me, Meredith, Logan, any of her close friends because we would have been there for her. So I just think it's um, a little bit interesting that that's his stance because why didn't she pick up the phone and call the people in her life that are most important to her if that's the case? You know? Well, I don't think he actually believed it for a second. I think it's, you know... For me, it's just when you break someone's heart. He said it about Kristen too, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. but so. like we've all had our heart. I listen. I I've said some insane shit out loud at my lowest moments of being. We all have heartbroken, finding out I've been cheated on, et cetera, et cetera, and then and then to have that used against me. Yeah, or for t- you know, in specific in this case, for Tom to use that against Ariana, right? To take her words of pain in her lowest moment. 
and then weaponize that, and then broadcast it, and then on broadcast television. it <laughs> and then to the world, right? As as to make it seem like somehow he was in a pickle, right? That he right. couldn't get out of. And I even look at it like I I know that's not Ariana's personality, whatever. Even if that was true, why are why are you weaponizing it? Why are yeah. you talking about someone else's mental health to make you look better? It it didn't make sense to me. I think another thing too that really caught a lot of us off guard is probably i don't know the last three four episodes maybe five on how him and schwartz all of a sudden just really talk about him and ariana's relationship Mm -hmm. all the time no that's not the case at all that to me in my opinion was pre-planned he said i want to start planning these scenes i i personally think he had an elaborate plan to kind of have things go his way Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i I think his narrative was Let's start planting the seed that Ariana and I aren't doing well, whether he broke up with her before the reunion or off camera, and then he could ease into, you know, Raquel in the next season. That's my opinion. I, I watching this, Tom Schwartz would never out of the blue. Oh, how are you and Ariana? I've known the guy for 10 years. He doesn't ask questions like that. That's like, <laughs> he doesn't the first, check up on his friends. He's not, no. the, Absolutely not. He's not, not that the he doesn't pick up on his friends, <laughs> but, he's, but he's so, he, he's, the relation, he's not the relationship guy. No, he's, he's like, do you want to have a beer and a shot with? And I mean, come on in all, in all fairness too, like, you know, he and his relationship wasn't observant of the things that needed to go. So why is he all of a sudden observant with Tom and Ariana? That just, it didn't make sense to me personally. And seeing that very astute observation, Brad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like, you know, we've been friends with these people for as long as I have. You just, you know, people's character and even Tom, like being stressed and talking about how he makes her a morning latte every day and she doesn't reciprocate. I was just like, this is all, this is a part of your plan. Mm -hmm. It's, yeah. It was was hard to watch. The fact that you say that now, it's so, it's your uh, opinion and it makes a ton of sense that. Not that we're letting Rachel off the hook. Right. But that conversation that we saw at the what what, what should have been the finale, that very awkward scene of Rachel mm-hmm. and Ariana talking about Ariana and Tom's relationship and Rachel's asking her these very intimate questions about her sex life. We think that came from Tom. It that almost like Tom planted that seed of you should talk to Ariana and question, do you feel like do you think that Rachel came up with that on her own? Or do you how much how much of Tom was in that line? Or of more so just like Tom being like, we're not sleeping together. We're like, we're roommates. I sleep in the other room and her being like, yeah. you know what? I'm going to figure this out and start talking yeah. to Ariana do, about do it. Do you think it's more subtle or do you think it's Tom? Because Ariana has accused Tom of being kind of that puppet Coaching, master. Remembering, yeah. you know, when Ariana was new to the scene, yeah. she's new to the Vanderpump world. There is a position of power that like, when you, you know, whether it's The Bachelor or Vanderpump, Bachelor is like a, a better example because you have, you have 60 new people every season. Yeah. And the new people are just like, what the fuck's going on? Mm-hmm. And, and for the, even the people who've only been there a year are like, you know, the, they know it all. Yeah. And so there's a position sure. of power yeah. that you have until these other people become familiar. And so it would make sense that Ariana, you know, felt coached by Sandoval and things like yeah. that way back when. And... Rachel, she's been in it for a while, but still relatively new compared to, you know, Tom is, you know, this level of authority. Right. I, I'm, you know, with with the transition of all these cast members of the Jaxes of the world leaving, I'm sure Tom even felt like, no yeah. pun intended, like the number, the one, number guy, one guy, you know, yeah. and shit like that. I'm curious how much you think. You know, it's interesting that particular conversation. Um, 
obviously I knew it was there, but then watching it, I kind of toyed with, yeah, did Tom Kocher on that? Or was Raquel starting to question what's going to happen? You know, because there's at at a point Raquel has to wonder, I'm in this seven, eighth month affair. If Tom is telling me I'm the end goal, it's me. Like, like when is why he going to break is, up with his wife? You know, why is the ball not rolling? Why is this not happening? So I feel like it could have been maybe a little bit of both. You know, maybe Tom saying like, "Hey, you should have a conversation with Ariana." But then the specifics on it were kind of interesting about sex and so on and so forth. I think she was kind of looking into it, and you can kind of even see in the first reunion. When they were talking about how Tom and Ariana were having sex in January, you know, Raquel was kind of like, <laughs> what? Yeah. Like, I didn't know that, you know. So I don't know if it was kind of a mixture of both. It was definitely an interesting conversation. That whole night was interesting. I don't know. There's a couple of us that are there that you can just see it on our faces. It was it was a crazy night. So what is your read on Rachel? Because I feel like a lot of people, including myself, are, are I guess fascinated is a, for lack of a better word with yeah. Rachel because she she has these incredibly bizarre reactions, especially after this has all been found out. Yeah, you know, um, when Tom came to her apartment and yeah. oh. they're having a beer and a shot, uh, watching the reunion back, she seems unremorseful. Yeah, and kind of giddy yeah regarding the the drama that she is involved in and yet now we you know obviously these reports that she's in a a mental health facility you know working on her mental health uh we'll get into the whole like tom on the phone with her and yeah but like what is your read on raquel as someone who was friends with her like looking back how would you analyze raquel like what's your read now i mean (laughs) we've talked about her because in all honesty my mind was blown that i could be duped by her that i could be tricked lied to i wouldn't have thought she had it in her not to say she doesn't possess the intelligence to do it but i didn't think she possessed the intelligence (laughs) to do it so um i mean that is an, an eighth month affair directly in front of your friends not just a stranger directly in front of your friends she went out of her way to include Ariana and in everything. She would, weeks before we found out, I mean, we spent so much time with her over that whole time, but weeks before we found out, she was hitting up Ariana and I and asking us to come to an event and come hang out with her. And we did. And it was just interesting. I think when I look at her now, I'm baffled. Like, for some reason, want to study her. You know, like, I don't understand how she cannot be remorseful. I was with Ariana when she texted her, which that text has since come out. Um, and she just said, I, I don't really know what to say, but I'm so, so, so sorry. And that was it. And we both were just kind of like, that's, that's where you're at? That's the text message that you sent? Has she said anything to you? No, I haven't talked to her. So after she... So cameras came up that Friday. She filmed Saturday. And then she literally went off grid. I didn't attempt to reach out to her. Yeah. Um, I don't have anything to say to her, but um, she went off the grid and didn't talk to anybody. Um, Even people that I know that were kind of like, we should just tell her to be with family or friends, you know, just for her well-being, um, reached out and her phone was off and she has literally not been seen since. Well, now we know her phone is back on. Yeah. Since Tom has 
been seen on an airplane calling her. Yeah. People are saying that since she is able to use her phone, that she could be out of the facility. You would think. um, All of us really don't know. Um, I I think Ariana mentioned it. She had mailed a letter. Um, She sent a postcard. Just very generic, like, hi, thought of you type of situation. She said, wait, a postcard? Yeah, she sent a postcard. Hi, thought of you while uh, I'm working on my Like bathing in the sun. Yeah. From Wish you were here. Yeah. yeah, it's odd, what right? Did the, what did the postcard say? It just was a postcard. It was Do you have very. A picture of this? Uh, I don't have a picture of it. No, <laughs> um, I know, uh, but it, it was just a postcard that just said that they were on their like first outing or something like this. It was probably delayed by the time it came in the mail a little bit. Sure, but, but first yeah, outing at the retreat. Yeah, and she just said like, "Thought of you." Da, 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 Thought like, of Tom. Yeah. Do yeah. we know if but he's knowing that back? Ariana lives there, she I don't sent think a so. postcard. I know that's the that oddest com- thing to me too. That you sent a postcard because they're like right that they don't really come in envelopes. They just no. come with like a little, it's just, like a little front and back, just a yeah. little card, yeah. for everyone to see. Yeah, I know. Like she did send a letter too, which obviously Ariana, it's illegal to open. She wouldn't yeah. open it. Sure. But um, yeah, the postcard was kind of like, why would you show her the message? But I don't. I don't even know if Tom received them. He's been on tour. And when he has like a couple days off in between, because surprisingly his tour was very booked in May. It doesn't make I, any sense. I don't get it either. Um, he hasn't been home really in May. So I, I don't know if he knows of them or if his assistant sent him to where he's at. I'm not sure. Hmm. What is your read on Tom and on Rachel now? Like, do you think Tom gives a shit about Rachel or do you think Rachel's in love with Tom? Like, how would you assess this situation from your seat? I would hope that they love each other because I can't imagine blowing your life up this much to not have it work out. Um, when the news broke, I think the day the, the first reunion episode came out, that they were on a break, I don't think any of us really bought it. Um, I, I just don't see them taking a break. Also, you know, with the show coming back, um, it was greenlit for season eleven. Like it to me, it wouldn't really make sense that what you just start and you guys aren't together, and we just pick up the pieces and move on. Like that's weird. So, what do you think of this new Tom's girlfriend? This new girl from what, Texas Austin? or something? Yeah, yeah. He's been well, hanging out with some girl in Austin. The most recent we've heard is a statement from his team and himself that they aren't and that they're just a oh, friend. And she said that too. I mean, I can't imagine that would be his girlfriend. I'm I'm sure they definitely to me that he is yeah, like I was gonna say I'm sure they're doing extracurricular like activities, him going but... in public with anyone, let alone like a, a strange it's a woman. Bold is, yeah. yeah, is he generally oh like that's you've been hanging out with them, right? You you've been hanging out with these people who have been on a, a very popular television show for ten years. Yeah, and I can't speak to everyone's self-awareness but right. as someone who's been on reality tv especially when you're in the throes of a season yeah you become aware of your surroundings yeah you know you you be careful yeah with who you're taking a picture of yeah that's why i turned down jacks 10 years ago or whenever it was <laughs> yeah. still has to be blocked i found out <laughs> i'm blocked too and i just saw him uh, the other day so yeah. I don't, it's, i've, I've like, never done you, anything to him how but... do you block someone who you've never engaged with yeah. on social media it's, it was, yeah. I was yeah i found out the i was blocked. anyway but you become careful with who you associate yourself with who you yeah. take a picture with who you're seen out in public with is sandoval just 
not a self-aware guy or do you think he is strategic in his own way but just lacks you know the capabilities of 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 strategizing to his own best interests i feel like he thinks he's strategizing but i don't think it's just being played out like he thought it would be i mean i don't know if you saw when he went um he went to arizona to this place where you can like zip line and bike and trails and all this and he was posting all these stories and i just thought this is so weird this is very cringe i mean you are in amidst a, a cheating scandal and you're having somebody video you bike ride and then stop and burn out the tires and laughing and it's like what are you doing like not phased yeah. by anything and then and in all honesty he needs stimulation he needs stimulation he he is a human and i i recognize that too but i think there's ways to go about it you know and i think taking to social media and the light that he has he's probably trying to pick up the pieces and trying to create a life for himself that he feels better about himself but it's just not being viewed that way. Do you agree with Charlie's assessment that Sandoval thought that they were going to be kind of like the Brad and Angelina Jolie of Vanderpump and, oh, yeah. and that you and the rest of the gang would just accept them with open arms and just like, I guess as if Ariana would be old news, so to speak. I feel like the perspective that I got from him was that initially when this happened, that we were all angry with him and it would go away. Um, and do you think that's because Vanderpump in general has had so many kind of ancestral affairs in the past that like people reacted and then yeah. just picked up the pieces and moved on. I mean, I think when you look back at the history of the 10 years of this friend group and what has happened with cheating and all the lies and certain things like that, yeah, it's probably easy to think like, well, it took a year, but now you guys are at the same table again. And I just think this is a different scenario because even though we thought those things were so bad when they happened and they still were, I don't want to take credit away from, you know, someone's hurt or whatever, but this, this has never been done before in this group. You know, it's not, this has never happened. And I think processing it, like I said, is, is interesting when you're on the outside of that relationship, because not only is your friend hurting, but then you lost two friends. Like I yeah. lost two friends, you know, it's, I was numb for a while. And then once I wanted to make sure she was okay, I had to make sure that I was okay because I lost two friends that I loved, you know? So, yeah. well, it's interesting as someone who has just started watching Vanderpump. Yeah. That's why I went back and watched episode two. Cheating is cheating. We all recognize that. Yeah. Or, you know, I don't, I don't have like a, it's, it's black or white to me. Same. Um, that being said, the Christian situation with Tom, it's, it is night and day difference in terms of like the intensity. And just the whole situation, like that was just such a fucking mess of a relationship. Yeah. Ariana was like new to the scene, you know, yeah. as opposed to Raquel and Ariana. Like it sounded like Ariana and, and Chris at the time were barely in friends. Right. You they know? weren't at all. Yeah. And so, yeah, just like for Tom to not connect those dots and mm -hmm. think that he could just, that it would just somehow be the same as it was nine years ago. Right. It's kind of astonishing. Well, and I think the difference, and Kristen has even spoke to this too, is their relationship, Tom and Kristen, it, it was on the way out. I think they just did stay together for convenience. You yeah. know, at the time they lived together, so on and so forth. But yeah, it's, it's a completely different situation. I mean, you're taking a girl that was engaged 
to a guy that you were friends with and now you're a couple and it's, she's friends with your girlfriend mm-hmm. it's it's very interesting how do you think the next season how do how are they gonna ever be and be well, able to interact well, with each well, other well i guess to to that point what have you heard or what would you guess is this big secret that's out there because lisa has been out there on twitter you know recently i don't know if we started the rumor i hope we didn't um (laughs) but we kind of suggested it is that like maybe lisa knew sure and charlie kind of alluded to you know she implied that she kind of heard at least some rumors and all she really said is she thinks people whoever these people are uh knew they're you know knew longer i've heard another kind of theory that makes a lot of sense that what might be revealed is, you know, uh, did this affair between Rachel and Tom start even when maybe James mm-hmm. and Raquel were still, or Rachel were in a relationship? And back did, at Rachella. Yeah. And did, yeah. how long did Swartz actually know? Were Tom and Raquel um, hooking up at Swartz's house and mm-hmm. things like, was he covering for them? Do you sure. have any insights or at least guesses? as to what this is going to be, because everything we keep hearing, even Lisa kind of confirmed over the weekend, that this, whatever it is, will be detrimental Mm -hmm. to the group and will have some serious impact on how they film season 11, which is why you you said before we started, like everything keeps getting pushed and pushed and pushed. You guys are supposed to start recording when? Well, you know, it's funny because I think that's when, um, you know, Alex Baskin, who's an uh, executive producer, he said, he wanted cameras up right away, but then with this revelation, they wanted to push it back. So they are scheduled for the end of June, but it's interesting. I want to start by saying the internet is absolutely wild. wild. TikTok. Wild. First of all, I, I can't get anything on my For You page except for, yeah. well, Little Mermaid snuck in a little bit this weekend, okay. but otherwise- Did for you see it? Two, yeah, it was it good? Yeah, yeah, it was good. Okay. It was actually right. really good. Okay. Um, all right. Yeah, it was good. Pop off, Disney. Yeah, yeah, yeah go. Um, but- for the last three months, it's just literally been Vanderpump Rules and everybody has these theories. And I think it's really easy to grasp a theory when you're not friends with this group, um, if you're watching it as an outsider. But I think there's a lot of these things that, in my mind, don't make sense to be the right theory. Like Lisa knowing earlier, it just doesn't track with me because... She's also a producer on the show. Yeah. So why would you would like navigated that? Yeah. Better, why yeah. would it's you not in her best cover that to up? Cover it. No, it's yeah. it's not in her best interest to cover it up. So, you know, when people are like Lisa knew she's known forever, I'm like, I I get why you would want to say that, but it just doesn't make sense because she's a producer on the show. Yeah. That would have come out if, and you know, people say, not to get off track here, but they're always like, oh, production new, production new, production new. It's like if production knew you guys they would have filmed it when it happened because it, been there. it costs Wednesday money night. <laughs> to pick yeah. up and find a crew off season. Like, Yeah, uh, if production you, would have known when Raquel is having that conversation with Ariana, right? you best be sure there would have been a producer like off to the side, like poking the bear so much that like, could like if you want TV gold, if you're yeah. a producer, you have that happened it would have come at out. that party exactly while it's while everyone Everything. is there because that's the finale too that would yeah. have been yeah. fucking insane and if yeah. you're a producer and you have like a lick of skill yeah and you're ha- like you're decent at your job you make sure 
that gets out there. You accidentally leave the photo or what, whatever. You just, you make sure yeah. uh, it happens. It would have happened on camera yeah. while camera was up. So, you know, those things to me, it just, it, they just don't make sense. What does um, make sense, Brad? Honestly, I, I think it's just going to be around time frame, um, which, you know, to us in the friend group, it's not that big of a deal. You know, it's like it happened if it was eight months, if it was 12 months, whatever. I think it will be more shocking to fans and viewers. But um, I just I kind of think it's just going to be based around time frame. Um, Schwartz found out in August. If it started before that. Do you think that's true? Do we believe Schwartz? Because Tom and Tom seem to be off on. Well, yeah, they're, they're a little like, off. But Tom the, claimed January. Yeah, Tom claimed January. <laughs> um, in all honesty, based off of the information that they had their first hookup in the beginning of August, um, I would absolutely say, in my opinion, Schwartz has known since August because Tom. No, August of 22. 22, yeah. So that was right so, around Sheena's wedding. And when, and yeah. when, and yeah. so when, when, when Sandoval's saying January, is he talking January of 23 or January of 22? 23. Tom is saying that they had... So Sandoval's saying... He just actually, found out. That yeah. Swartz just found out. Mm -hmm. Well, and initially... See, that's even almost confusing when you're talking about months, because I think it, it, I think the internet assumed... It was January that, 22? That, that Sandoval was outing Swartz, when in reality, it was almost the other way around. It was the other way around. Well, you can even see it in the episode when he goes to Katie's, the final episode. She says, when did you know? And he said, oh, I, don't, I didn't put it in my calendar, but it's probably been a month. And she's like, no, I don't believe you. And eventually he's like, yeah, I mean, he told me about the one night stand in August. Yeah, because she makes the comment about BravoCon where Raquel was there in the Tom Tom shirt. And he even says, and, she's not here for me. Yeah. yeah. And then also we cut back to the glamping trip for the birthday and we see a very fucked up Tom Schwartz being like, Raquel has a type. Married yeah. men. Yeah. And he knew. He knew then. Yeah. I mean, he knew, yeah, we assume that he knew the whole time. I mean, he does say that he found out in August. So if that is the true start date, then he's not the whole time. I mean, there's that clip at Sheena's wedding where he like supposedly grabs Raquel's ass or slaps her ass. Yeah. Or, like, right behind. Sandoval. Yeah. 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 So if it, that was in August. So like mm. that kind of matches up there. Yeah. That was interesting to Ooh, see too. Yeah. yeah. So you're saying that the group has discussed the possibilities of what this revelation could be. I mean, some and, of us have, yeah. Like, not everyone in, like, a group text message format, sure. but, yeah. But you, it's your position that the group is kind of almost rolling their eyes at what this could be. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's, like, Alex and the producers, obviously, you know, we they, we want everyone to watch. Sure. We, you know, we, we want to squeeze every bit of juice out of this scandal we can. Yeah. We're, we're all, you know, sadly, I guess we are enjoying it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but the the cast is less concerned about what this revelation could be. No one's like shaking in their boots, being like. I mean, the obvious assumption is that it's coming from one of the two of them, Tom yeah. or Raquel. Because I do mean, you think there's... Raquel's pregnant? No, yeah. I don't think I don't she is. Think no, when that came out again, that's another like. I think this that's is even been debunked. I think. Yeah, I mean, her right. team came out and said that she wasn't, but. I didn't believe it when it came out anyways. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing is, is if they, because the, a lot of people thought that was the reunion surprise, but she was literally videoed drinking Coors Light and smoking a vape outside of the reunion. Oh, yeah, so true. like she's, well, 
Well, I wouldn't push Hopefully she had that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she, she would have. That's right. Because that, if that, that was the, the news that came out, she came wouldn't out be then. drinking yeah, a beer. Yeah, yeah. Right. So yeah. It's not as if, well, that would be, that's a logic. But I don't know. Yeah. Over the weekend, Lisa was, while kind of denying that she knew, I think her, she, she said something I know now and kind of wish she didn't as if she. Yeah. They're all, they're like all selling it, it like it's real. It's, it's something real serious. And I feel yeah. like it's going to come out. We're going to be like, Okay, like y'all yeah. hype that. I don't up know for what nothing. to expect. I mean, at this point now, like, I don't. I think, but we're also the shock to the inside group is kind of over. Okay, you know what I mean? No, I, I, I totally we know still what you could mean. be surprised, yeah. but at but this point, it's like, well, we don't care about them anymore. So the only wrinkle that I would just to play devil's advocate would be it's one thing for the producers to hype it up and talk a big game and yeah, and try to be like, oh, you got to watch, you know. But they are, at least, they claim to be moving production. Mm -hmm. And that is, I think, something to note. Because we're talking money. You know, we're talking logistics. We're yeah. talking some real decisions that, you know, cost money. Yeah. And are, are creative decisions to not start filming. Why, like, why are they not filming right now? Like, yeah. the show is, is, in a sense, being made when we had Kate on she made a joke about saying, I'm uncomfortable with all these people from Vanderpump living their lives without cameras. Like, this is content we are missing out on. Yeah. You know, for this story to be playing out in real time, right? Like, it's why you're here. It's yeah. just like, what is, what are we missing? What's going on right now while the show's not being filmed that's still very much part of the story? In fact, it's the biggest part of the story. The sure. aftermath is what, is what we all want to know. And the, the producers at Vanderpump are saying that we, we want to push it out because There's in fairness coming. to, you know, as much as we want this, like logistically, we just know that this particular group of people is going to react to this news. Mm -hmm. And we know that this particular group of people are going to have a list of demands um, based off the information that is revealed that is going to just flat out affect our production schedule. So sure. until we know that, we can't in good conscience, you know, start filming. Yeah. And that, to me, is more than just a couple producers saying some shit get to get people to watch their show. Right. No, I agree with you. And I, I think, um, I, I don't know if we just can't figure it out or or what the case is, but... I mean, I think there's a couple things that play into it from the outside's perspective. I mean, emotions are are very high. I think you saw in Reunion Part 1, James and Tom, you know, almost got physical. And I think this group is very emotional. Yeah. Um, they let their anger through. They let their hurt through. And I think it almost probably was too much initially to just keep it going right away. So I think it, it probably helps give a more realistic show. But the other thing is too, and you know, Tom is on tour with his band. So sure. how do you yeah. really start filming when this guy's gone for another three weeks? Yeah. I, mean, I think regardless, nobody, not to speak for them, but really wants to film with them anyways. Like no matter what this revelation is, it's like, yeah. no, we don't want to be around Raquel and Tom. Like, right. So we don't, so do you, it's like, what else do you think Raquel say? will come back? Cause we're hearing rumors that her family doesn't want her to come back. And granted she is, she did age out of pageantry, but yeah. is she allowed to make her own choices when it comes to You know, honestly, filming? when it comes to filming with Raquel, um, I think there's probably viewers in the world that want her to come back. But in my personal opinion, if she is truly away working on herself, I can't imagine people that are helping her work on herself would advise her to go back. 
Well, if you're talking straight mental health, yeah, you can't. There's never an argument that going on reality TV is, is going to help is good you get for better. your mental health. It's yeah. just not. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I mean, we also don't know really what is going on anywhere. Like you, you brought up that he was on the phone with her on the plane. Well, all of a sudden she has her phone back. So I don't know. Like, where is yeah. she then? Yeah. So, what is your read on Swartz? Because I, I've met the guy a couple times. Even like he is a very affable guy. Mm-hmm. He's, and it just seems like what I, as someone who doesn't know him, just an outsider, it's just like Tom Swartz reminds me of a lot of buddies I grew up with, people sure. who have been my friends. I'm from the Midwest. Yeah. Swartz is from the Midwest. So am I. Um, Where are you from? Uh, Fargo, North Dakota. Fargo, okay. North Dakota. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Maybe the only one ever on this couch. But, oh, uh... yeah. <laughs> um, and it, it's just like, why do you think Swartz has this unwavering wo- loyalty to Sandoval? Of all the people he could have an unwavering loyalty to, why is it Tom Sandoval? And do you think that loyalty still exists, or do you think that there's finally some cracks in the armor? I, I have started to hear rumors that when it comes to Swartz and Sandoval, that loyalty might have finally dwindled, and there are some dramatic discussions going on about the ownerships of of Schwartz and Sandys. You know, in my opinion, Tom Schwartz is the guy that always wants everybody to get along. Yeah. Um, if he has to pick a side that will end a friendship or pick the side that is probably wrong and just will temporarily cause a rift, he picks that side. Um, I've kind of noticed that with him throughout the years. I mean, you saw it play out with his relationship with Katie too. If someone was ganging up on Katie for some reason, he took the opposing side, um, which was always interesting. But his loyalty to Tom shocks me, uh, and I just don't understand how he continues to be loyal. I haven't talked to Schwartz. Um, he was another one that I just haven't talked to him. Um, most of us haven't uh, since it happened. I don't know about their business. Uh, we've heard rumblings too, but. I mean, none of us talk to Sandoval, so um, I'm not sure what to believe. And again, if it's just a rumor going out there, but I would hope um, that when filming, you know, picks back up, that he puts his feet on the ground and has a backbone a little bit more because, you know, Katie said it, I think when she was here, if the roles were reversed, Tom would take care of himself. Tom Sandoval would take care of himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So No, it could not be more obvious. Yeah. It's it's so obvious. I don't know how he doesn't see it. So yeah, it's it's shocking to me. I like I want to like shake Schwartz and just mm-hmm. be like, "What the fuck, man?" Just like you know, I I I love that loyalty matters to him, but it yeah. seems such misguided. I mean, it's interesting. Like loyal. I'm a I'm a Scorpio, so I'm like loyal to the core. I was so loyal to Tom Sandoval. Showed up, supported, did everything for that guy. But like, there's got to be a line in the sand when someone does something wrong. Yeah. What else is out there that you know that maybe the world doesn't know? Like, what are some information that just maybe some behind the scenes interactions that have happened at the house, just like little bits of information, the crumbs, if you will, that uh, my audience and just Bravo Nation in general is, is, is starving for? I mean, I think it's just kind of the ridiculousness of him not wanting to leave the house. Um, I know people know that he's still there, but his stance on it is that he pays half the rent he owns half the house. Why does he have to leave? Which is very interesting because I don't know if you saw when, you know, Jax had his issues, 
Tom was pilot, you know, you know, promoting, get out of the house, do the right thing, get out of the house, get out of the house. And it's like, he just won't leave. It's just interesting, his take that him owning half the house is the reason why he should be able to stay there. Him owning the TV means you can't watch it. Yeah, we can't yeah. watch it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's tough, you know. Um, anything else I think would just be, you know, luckily, like I said, he's been gone. Um, so most recently, haven't had to deal with that. But when he stops touring and cameras pick back up and they're in that house together, it's, I can't imagine that's going to be a yeah. good situation. Have you heard Tom Sandoval say anything about Ariana's new partner? That is a great question. And we're going to get to Brad's answer and Brad's opinion on Ariana's new man. Uh, but right after our texting office hour, for all the people who are tuning in to listen to Brad, uh, we have these callers uh, every episode of Going Deeper. And if you love them, we have full episodes every Monday that ask Dicks, which is similar to these calls. But uh, Brad, are you are you ready to give some someone a let's relationship advice? I'm right, ready. <laughs> yeah. Bring them on. Shopify. Hey, all you people out there who are uh, maybe thinking about starting a small business or have a small business out there and you want to run your e-com business. If you're not using Shopify, I don't know what you're doing. We use Shopify for our merch. Natural Habits uses Shopify. It is such a great platform for e-commerce business. It's easy setup. It integrates with so many other applications that make it easier for your business to run online. Uh, you get great insights, the direct deposit to your bank, great customer service. I can go on and on how Shopify is a platform that you have to use if you want to run an online business. I can't say enough of great things about it. Shopify is the e-commerce platform re revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. Surely mil millions. Shopify covers every sales channel from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform. It even lets you sell across social media marketplaces like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram, packed with industry-leading tools ready to ignite your growth. Shopify gives you complete control over your business and your brand without having to learn any new skills in design or code. Also, they also their their desktop version and their app is super user friendly. Um, you can do everything on their app that you can do on the desktop. Uh, it's, it's, at least that's been my personal experience using it, and I've been using it for years. And thanks to their twenty four seven help and extensive business course library, Shopify is there to support your success every step of the way sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com slash v-i-a-l-l all lowercase go to shopify.com slash v-i-a-l-l again all lowercase to take your business to the next level today shopify.com slash v-i-a-l-l Need a break from reality? Well, cheer up, Buttercup, because Paramount Plus has your great reality escape. That's right, with great, historic, wonderful shows like Survivor, Big Brother, The Challenge, World Championship, The Family Stallone, RuPaul's Drag Race, All-Stars, Queen of the Universe, and so, so, so much more. They have incredible content out there. There is a new show coming out that Nellie and I is going to be on that they're coming back. They're bringing it back from the past. Can't wait to tell you all about it. But if you haven't checked out Paramount Plus, it is a must-have in the Vile File household, and it should be one in yours as well so stream now download paramount plus today and get your reality tv on how's it going hi my name is savannah i'm 29 and my boyfriend's girl best friend slept over and he lied about it okay Ooh. wow on the nose here we go any chance they're fucking <laughs> i'd like to believe not um but i guess you know have you been watching vanderpump <laughs> i've been hearing about it on your show okay no. yeah Sounds familiar. Maybe maybe watch it and see if it uh, scratches. Yeah, and, resonates. Uh, resonates an itch that yeah. But in all seriousness, like what? How did this all happen? Give us the con. Like how long have you been with your boyfriend? Let's start there. 
I guess it's been about a year. Okay. Super serious. Uh, like where are you guys living together, not living together. Are you guys talking about marriage? Like how would you classify this relationship from your point of view? So it's pretty serious. Um, it was really long distance. Now it's, I guess, medium distance. We see each other or we were seeing each other on the weekends and now he's on a work trip for the next several months. Okay. So now it's. Who is this girl best friend? Girl best friend is um, somebody from his hometown. They kind of grew up together and yeah. So she still lives in his hometown. He does not live in his hometown when he's normally here. He's about two hours away from me. Have you met or like talked to her? Are you friends with her? No, I've never met her or talked to her, but she is best friends with his ex girlfriend and she added me on Instagram and I was like, I'll give her the benefit of the doubt. Maybe she's not creeping. Interesting. Mm, she interesting. is best friends with his ex-girlfriend. Yes. Huh. Yeah. I already hate it. Yeah, this is odd. How did you find out? Yeah, how did, thank you, Brad. How did you, how did you find out? He went home a week before I was supposed to come out there and like hang out with his family and his friends. So he kind of knows I have my guard up about this girl because of past interactions. And he mentioned to me, he's like, oh, she stopped by for about an hour. And I was like, she drove. 45 minutes to stop by for an hour that doesn't make sense and so like later my gut was just telling me that that was not true so when he came back with me after the trip i checked his i went through his phone while i was sleeping and, and i found him. i told him i confronted him and then i told him i went through but what did you find well, yeah what did you find yeah so i went through the messages and the day he got back to his hometown that night he messaged her and was like, come over, come hang out. We're all together. It was his brother, his other brother and their girlfriend. And he invited them over or her over to hang out with them. And she did. Um, she got off, laid off work and stopped by her house, grabbed clothes. To, like, so it was planned that she was spending the night on her end. The only thing that like still bothers me is like everybody else left. So she slept in his bed. He says she slept, he slept on the couch and his brother and girlfriend went back up to like up to bed. Yeah, so it wasn't like like I could maybe understand if they like oh they were drinking and like she didn't want to drive, but she brought clothes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wow. Ooh. Yeah. And did you did you did you discover any in the text messages any? Because even when you read text messages that are not meant for you to read, even if there's not shit going on, when you, you read, read them, them that way. it sounds yeah. fucked up, yeah. you know? Because like yeah, you're already triggered. Yeah. You're in your head. Yeah. So like anything that could be perceived as maybe flirting, you're like, what the fuck is this? So yeah. like, were you triggered yeah. by anything in the messages? So here's the thing too. He deletes all his texts. Okay. This guy, you're, this guy, no, this, there, and there is a reason why a he reason does he it. It is them. not whatever yes. he says he is doing. There is a shady reason behind it. So I just like my, to clean out my fucking old text messages and blah, blah, blah. And like whatever. Yeah. bullshit Liar. every now okay every now and then to like a long airplane ride you don't have wi-fi like what are you gonna do delete pictures and old text messages like i get that but if he's constantly like up to date deleting them red flag or if there's yeah. only one person that that there's a delete thread from yeah. he knows you know that he lied did you ask him yes. why he lied yes so his reason for lying was well i knew Didn't you would be you upset. yes yeah we yeah we could <laughs> i could have predicted that for a million dollars yeah yeah, yeah. He was care. He was worried about your mental health and your well being. Right. Yeah, no, he was. Right. What a thoughtful king. Um, <laughs> yeah, we talked about it, and I was like trying to understand his point of view. Like, it's your longtime best friend. You want to see her. You know, I'm going to be mad about it. But <laughs> um, what do you mean by longtime like, best friend? Walk me. What do you mean by longtime best friend? Is she attractive? 
Yes, she's gorgeous. Oh, <laughs> well, <laughs> he's not, you know, he's not, how, how old is your boyfriend? So, and he's six years younger than me. He's, he's 23? So, no, he's 24. Just turned 24. I'm 29. Yeah. Okay. I mean, mm. that's kind of whatever, but is he, is your, is your boyfriend uh, attractive? Yeah, I mean, like, I what? he's pretty cute. <laughs> no, my boyfriend is so fucking ugly. Literally disgusting. Like, what? No, listen, objectively, yeah, I want to know. Like, I hope she thinks he's attractive. Okay, fine. Like, I everyone's gonna, like, yeah, would. but like, yeah. everyone thinks their boyfriend's handsome. But like, some people know if he's just like, does he get a lot of attention from women? Yeah, people say he's cute. Okay. Yeah. Okay. How I just want how much of a fuck boy is your boyfriend is what I'm trying to figure out. He's 23, <laughs> so like, mm-hmm. regardless of his like what could be immaculate character. And at this day and age, in 2023, every 23-year-old male is a massive fuckboy yeah. unless, <laughs> unless you have a mountain of evidence as to why they're the exception to the rule. Right. And unfortunately, having a girlfriend nowadays doesn't really help their cause because they still have that fuckboy energy inside them, which is like this need to like get constant validation and, and attention from as many people slash women as possible. For heterosexual males and so it's what like is- a werewolf and like this was his or like this i feel like kind of feels like a full moon moment so to speak of like this friend from home who like there's drove 45 minutes to yeah. hang out and spend the night with and the you- bag of clothes with the bag of clothes <laughs> slept in his bed oh like i guess he's being a gentleman and not like letting her sleep is there a guest bedroom no, so he was staying in the guest bedroom because his parents reconverted. He was staying in his the guest house. bedroom. They changed his guest room. Who's at his parents' house? Yeah, with his his brothers and like they were all staying. So this over. is his parents' like, house. He's sleeping. He let her sleep in his basically childhood bedroom. Yeah, it's converted into a guest room, so it doesn't look like. I guess. But yeah, there's not like and dinosaurs on the wall. <laughs> he slept where his parents' house or on the couch. Couch. So why he can't slept, she? Yeah, he slept on the couch. She slept upstairs in his bed. I'm sorry. Do we know I, that for sure? So I, I like yeah. to think of myself as, <laughs> and I have my fiance here, please be as honest as possible. Okay. I like to think of myself as pretty solid in the chivalry department. I'm not saying I'm a fucking prince or a king, but I'm- Pumping gas. I'm pumping gas. I'm, Absolutely. I like to go out of my way uh, to make sure my friends and the people I love are comfortable. There's no fucking way I'd let someone sleep in my bed. I don't care who they are. I don't care what friend. As never, long, yeah. I, I want them to have a comfortable place to sleep. I, I certainly, you know, if they have a right. couch, great. But like my parent, oh, fuck, it's my bed. It's my bed. I'm sleeping here. There's no fucking way I'm letting anyone, anyone, no. let alone like not my girlfriend and my friend. Like, nah, I, I don't believe for a second that he didn't sleep in the same bed. Did y'all talk at all the night that she was there? Like, did you call him? Did and, he? No, I went to bed and that was that. that. Was I had work the next day so he and he's on like home like vacation at home with his friends so i was just like whatever went to sleep and then the next day he's like yeah she stopped by i was like oh she stopped by and then i was thinking about it and i was like she wasn't stopping by let me ask you a question and not to put i'm not putting you on trial here but why are you dating uh a 23 year old man four like, 24 24 yeah what um <laughs> yeah so i got out of a really bad relationship about two years ago okay and he um kind of the first serious boyfriend like i guess serious guy that i've met that i've been attracted to and gotten okay. along with um since that breakup does he show signs of being mature for his age 
like yes okay. yeah he has had a lot of life experience um he's lived in another country but he does go out a lot which what does he say maybe... about all this like what is his read is he ultra defensive like has he and uh, has he accused you of anything how did he handle you going through his phone so he told me he didn't care that i went through his phone he was like you know and he took a full accountability he was but his only excuse he didn't really have one he just kept apologizing over and over again um, and said, you know, I, I knew you would be mad, so I didn't tell you. So at, the only other thing that bothers me about his response and all of this was like, he kind of wants me to just get over it now. It's been a couple months and I did tell him, you know, like we can like try to move past this, which now I don't know if I regret that or not. <laughs> and that's kind of why I wanted to hear your side of it. What is your, this is what my therapist always tells me or asks me, what does your body tell you? Like, when you feel in your butt, when you think about this topic, you can tell yourself all everything you want, and you can logically walk through, be like, "Yeah, that makes sense." And he said this, and yeah, okay, so neck down. You know? What does your body yeah. say? Yeah, like what in your body when this topic comes up? What do you feel is the truth? Gun oh, to your it head. It just makes me like sick to my stomach. Yeah, it yeah. makes me sick to my stomach. But, but, it makes but, me so mad. If you gun to your head, so to speak, if someone said, "What's the closest version of the truth?" What would your, what's the truth in your mind? I, about them? Yes. And about what happened? That night. I want to say they probably both. No, 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 not what you want to say. On. Deep down in your oh. gut. Like what feels <laughs> the most honest, even if the truth hurts. You know how sometimes when we just kind of know something and we want to deny it, and we want to believe there's any other reason. But even once we find out the truth, at least our body is almost feels a sense of calm because it's like we're no longer in conflict with right. what our head is convincing ourselves of, but what our body is feeling. And I'm asking you, like, what is your body feeling about the truth? Not what you want, not what you want to believe, not what you've tried to convince yourself or what he's tried to convince yourself. What would feel the most truth that when you hear that answer, you go, you know what? That I know that that's fucking it. I believe that there is something there between them. Okay. For sure. Do you An think they flirted? Something. Yeah. Do you think that they were flirting that night? Yeah. I, I think she flirts with him. Like, there's sure. a reason why you weren't up. there. Right. Because she has not, like, there was not an instance where I, because I came again, like, the end of the week, um, for the weekend, and there was not an instance where it was like, let's go hang out with my girl best friend. Not once have I been introduced to her. Um, that matters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that matters. Yeah. If, 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 if he, he can't claim to even call her a pal or a casual friend, if you don't know anything There's about no her. introduction. I have friends from, obviously, I lived in savannah georgia i have a lot of friends from there and like i do have guy friends that i keep up with and like if they were to ever call me i'm like oh my gosh like talk to nick and nick and like they'll have a conversation while it's on speakerphone or something so he has some sort of rapport with this person mm -hmm. now that maybe they can't meet because you're across the country but like they do i do want them to get to know each other and like has he right. ever offered to like give you her number or, like let's here she's calling me let me let's do you want to talk to her anything no nothing like that um he has said oh i would love for you to meet her after all of this he's like mm. you oh, need to after meet her she daughter. stayed the night at his house yeah. he's, yeah. he's really hoping you'd be like i don't want to meet that bitch but yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah right yeah and i'm trying not to come off as like well before before all this i was trying not you know like to be open-minded not to have an issue but again like I came from a long-term relationship where all of our friends were the same friends. So I've never had to navigate this. I mean, my guard was up from the get-go because she would like call him middle of the night, you know, drunk or what? like what? the next day. Oh yeah, that's yes. different. <laughs> and um, so I was like, that's kind of odd. 
Yeah, no, it's fucked up. It's inappropriate. It's not even odd. It's inappropriate. Yeah. Because that means there's a level of comfort that they have that they shouldn't have. And right? that you don't know While about. While he's in a relationship. And that you're, yeah. yeah, that you're unaware about. Like, again, to Natalie's right. point, like, you, we, you know, you can have friends of the opposite sex, but if there is... Yeah, there are things that like you have in a romantic relationship and then you do thing you do things with your platonic friends, right? And if anything that you do with your platonic friends, if it's an exception to the rule, right? Like kind of like you were talking about before with the group, like yeah. hey, there's a certain level of we we operate differently in this group. But if it's not part of like normal acceptable behavior, it's incumbent about the person to just be like to let that person know, "Hey, we do this. This is part of who we are. Right. Upfront expectations of this relationship." He's never mentioned that. You know, so right. clearly it's not, it's either something that isn't part of their normal routine or he doesn't want you to know it's part of their normal routine. Because again, he has shown you through his actions and his words that if he thinks it might upset you, then he justifies it as something that he, you don't need to know. And he's convinced himself that he's doing the noble thing when all he's really doing is being a chicken shit and hoping it doesn't go away and then convincing himself it's not that big of a deal in his mind because like I'm not fucking her. Let's assume he's not fucking her, but he is definitely playing right. with fire. Question. Mm. Does he, when she calls drunk in the middle of the night, does he answer in front of you? No, Ooh. no. And also like, we're also long distance. And so like he'll tell me about it. And I'm just like, oh, well, did you talk to her? And he's like, no, I didn't answer. Yeah. Unfortunately, like him telling you about her a little bit is, is, is in my experience, is just, it could be him almost projecting, wanting to like get like, it's like, I think people who cheat sometimes they fly close to the sun. Right. You know, it's like Tom and, and Rachel hanging out, you know, I think after you, you realize these things happen and we don't know if your boyfriend's cheating on you, but uh, to be clear. Right. But like when you find out when someone is cheating out and then you're just like, but how could you say this about that person? Now you brought that up in lot, you know, and it's just like, it seems Machiavellian in nature. When you look at it hindsight, like how could you, the, the fucking boldness that you fucking did that. Yeah. And in reality, I don't know if it's like evilness or Machiavellian. I, I think it's honestly like when you are living this lie and you're hiding things from people, I think it's, I, I think it is stressful on those people i don't think all ever every everyone who cheats isn't some sort of sociopathic narcissist this is not how it works right i think these are real people with maybe some real emotional problems and and baggage and whatever and for the people who do cheat who maybe aren't sociopaths and narcissists who are just like in a selfish state of mind mm -hmm. and and doing this they they give themselves away if you, you pay attention you know if it comes out that your let's say your boyfriend did some shit a lot of other things i think are going to come up and you're going to be like how the fuck did you what it and it's it's not they, they kind of give themselves away so him bringing it up and and all these little things that he's doing but not really doing i think it's a huge red flag that he talks about her a little bit with you but doesn't fully make you familiar with her i think it's a red flag that he won't answer the call when she's around and shit like that there is definitely something going on that's inappropriate between these two i don't know what the line is but i i'm pretty confident in saying that there is definitely something inappropriate going on i agree uh, i think what's interesting too though is did you say that she lives 45 minutes away well so in the hometown like when he's visiting her where they live he moved out of the city or his parents did and that's 45 minutes from the city. She still lives oh, in the gotcha. city. Oh, gotcha. So not from where you guys live. Yeah. Because I was going to say, for no. dating someone for a year and a best friend lives 45 minutes away, how would you have not met them yet? Yeah. 
Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. He calls this person his best friend. I'm sorry. Well, it, she calls them best friends and he says she's a friend. Either way. Yeah. It's there's a disconnect there. And yeah. if he's a friend that and you've been dating this guy for a year, you should have far more familiarity with her than you do. Yeah. And there's a reason why you don't. And the mm. reason is he has not made it a priority or gone out of his way to make sure it doesn't happen. And now everything he says about her is a reaction to your questions mm -hmm. or a reaction to him being caught out, caught. It's, it's reactive. It's very Tom Sandoval yeah. in a sense. He's coming up with things that make sense to him. And for all you know, maybe he's convinced of it. You know, let's say he hasn't actually physically cheated on her with you the, cheated on you with her. You know, when it comes to emotional cheating, it's, I think it's very easy for people to lie to themselves and subsequently lie to their partners, you know, because it's just like, well, did I really, I mean, like, yeah. you know, you kind of have to be, when it comes to emotional cheating, like you kind of almost have to be there to witness it, to really be like, no, that's fucking emotional cheating. Right. Because the devil's in the details, so to speak. You know, it's, it's kind of like, what was the emotional state of mind of the two people emotional cheating? And if like, it's very easy to talk yourself out of it. Be like, well, that's not what it was. We're just like that. We're just friends like yeah. that. It's, 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 a, it's a definite gray area, but fucked up nonetheless. So here's my advice to you. Over and over, tell yourself that you are, A, not wrong for feeling the way you feel. You're not crazy. I'm sure that right now you're going through this, this kind of dilemma internally, which is, Feeling like the crazy girlfriend who just can't get over a simple mistake that her boyfriend and he's kind of implying that you should just get over it. It's old news, but there's something in your body that's telling you that it's not old news and you don't have all information. I think it's very important that you listen to that voice, right? And not your boyfriend. And if your boyfriend ever wants to give you shit by not letting something go, you just simply say, listen, something feels off. I'm not the one who did this you did this and i'm sorry for going through your phone but like these are responses to your actions not mine and i guess until i feel like like it's not even my responsibility to make me okay with this it's your responsibility and quite frankly i don't feel like you've fully gone out of your way to make me feel comfortable with this situation but i think at no point should you feel bad about questioning him or questioning her or answering for more answers like right now your body's telling you to ask more questions and your ego or him is saying, no, girl, just listen and forget about it. Listen to your body, you know, and don't, don't listen to your fears. You have every right to ask more questions. And if he gets defensive, just be like, listen, like, I hate the way I feel this way, but this does not add up. Just doesn't add up. Yeah. If you want me to be close with her, if you want me to be comfortable with this friendship, that's your responsibility, not mine. Yeah. And uh, we talked about boundaries too, just like maybe setting some better boundaries with her. but his way of doing that has been more just to like kind of ignore her. And I don't feel like that's even setting a boundary. It's just avoiding the whole situation altogether. And may maybe all he is doing is knowingly ignoring the fact that he knows that she's into him and he's just pretending to like miss that because he likes the validation. He likes the attention. He likes the way she flirts with him. And maybe he's not doing anything more than that, but that's still something, right? What he is not doing is saying, I have a girlfriend who I love and I want to be with. I have this girl who's a friend that I guess I could like, I'm, I have eyes. Like, I think Natalie is the most beautiful girl in the world, but I have eyes that like my, some of my maybe past women friends might have, like might look a certain way where it's just like, 
you know, I know what type of guys Natalie's attracted to. Like we know what our partners are into. And so it's upon, it's, it's our job to make sure that our partners don't have the burden of getting comfortable. We have to make them comfortable, especially as we incorporate them into our lives. It's his responsibility to make you comfortable with that environment. And it seems like he's not going out of his way. He's just like, well, I don't know. I'm friend, like, I'm And friend. under yeah. no circumstances should he talk to her on the phone or hang out with her again without you meeting her or talking to her first. Like under no circumstances should there be like, oh, I ran into her and we like went and had lunch together. Absolutely not. Like you need to meet her. Yeah. You need to talk to her. If, I mean, if you want. Yeah. He's 23. If he, Maybe Four. he's not ready to have 424. Maybe he's not ready to have a girlfriend. <laughs> but you, you have the right. And this is what you need to tell yourself. If you are going to date someone who's 24, 20, whatever age, I don't care what age they are. You have decided you want to be in a committed relationship. So you have the right to decide what boundaries and expectations are involved in that committed relationship. And it doesn't matter what age he is. You have the right to say, I'm not comfortable with this. I'm comfortable with that. Like, he doesn't get to have excuses. He might say, hey, well, I, I don't know. I don't want to be burdened by that responsibility. And then you break up. But like, do not try to figure out a way to accommodate him being 23. Four. 24. Sorry. Why do I have 23 stuck in my head? Know. Don't try to accommodate him being 24. Yeah. And you don't need anything that like stands up in a court of law. Like this isn't about getting information that makes it objectively clear that he was in the wrong or that he was in the right or whatever it is. Like it's really all about how you feel about this. And I think especially coming from a relationship in the past that was pretty unhealthy that like it seems like you were saying, you know, getting back into dating itself is kind of an accomplishment. Like you're always allowed to say like, too much exposure therapy, you know, like how we talk about a lot on the show, like Nick will say it's healthy to be triggered a little bit, but there gets to a point where it's too much. And so it's not about, oh, it's too much. And this means that he's definitely doing X, Y, Z shady thing that everybody would find wrong. It can just be this is just too much and it's triggering me. And I'm just spending so much time and energy like scrutinizing myself and questioning myself and trying to run through like what reality is. So like just know that at no, you don't need to prove this to anybody but yourself that this is like a healthy or good relationship. And I think you also something you could say to your boyfriend is like, regardless of how long it's been, it's still something that bothers me. And that's your fault. I'm stressed about this person and it's not because I'm insecure and it's not because I have some baggage I need to unpack. It's because you lied to me. It's because you, you know, left things out. It's because you haven't gone out of your way to make me comfortable with this person. And that's why I feel the way I do. Yeah, he and should it, be going out of his way to make sure that you feel comfortable with it. And it should be more than just like, I'm sorry. Like yeah. He needs to be saying right. more than just apologizing to you. I, I, any woman friend I've had that I wanted Natalie or any other girlfriend I've had in the past to be friends with, it was, I made it happen. Sure. I was like, I like, yeah. I love this person as a friend. I love my new girlfriend. I want them to be best friends because if they are truly your friend, you want your friends to be friends. It's that fucking simple. And if there's any, if there's right. any other motive then there's a reason why. Yeah. And that and if they want them separate, there's a reason why. There just is. It's that fucking it's not complicated. You don't have to overthinking and that's what your body is telling you. Your body is telling you what I'm telling you. You just have to start listening to it. All right. Well, go in guns a blazing. We need an update. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Please please let us know. But in all seriousness, I would just sit them down and say, "Hey, listen, this is still bothering me. I know it happened a long time ago, but that's not really the point." Like I need to figure out why this, because things aren't adding up. And then you could be like, what's not adding up? Just walk through it all. Be slow and methodical with your questions. And when he gives you answers, don't gloss over them. I've made that mistake in the past because 
we do this thing when we're in a relationship, we want to trust them. We want to trust the people we love. We, we are in these relationships so that we can say, I unconditionally trust you. Mm-hmm. The, you know, it's not a stranger telling us a secret. We have to be like, cool, can I trust a stranger? Like, that's the benefit of being in a relationship to be like, yeah, you know, whatever you say, man, I just, I'm just going to give you that trust. Yeah. I trust you. But unfortunately, people take advantage of that trust. So in this situation, listen to his answers. Ask more questions. Ask more questions. Think about what he says. Don't just gloss over it and go, okay, yeah. Not like, I could believe that. No. Do you actually believe that? Does it feel right? And if it doesn't, ask follow-up questions and keep digging. Okay. I will. All right. I definitely will. Yeah. You're not crazy. You have the right to feel the way you do. And... When you find out the full truth, whatever that is, your body will let you know. Your body would be like, I, yeah, that's, it'll, it will resonate. If nothing else, you won't be confused. And so until you stop feeling confusion, keep asking questions. Because your body is letting you know, like, what, what's really going on. Yeah, definitely. All right? Uh, yeah, thank you. All right, well, good luck. Best. Keep us posted. <laughs> I will. All right, thank take you care. Guys. All right, bye-bye. Bye. 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 All right, Brad, Ariana's new man. Yeah. Have you heard Tom Sandoval say anything about him? <laughs> well, I did. I saw, I think uh, paparazzi caught him in the airport and Tom mentioned he was happy for her. Um, he did mention at one time we were at the house. Um, I, not knowing about him, it was relatively new. They, I mean, you know, Ariana, first of all, it's so great to see her happy. Um, Tom at the time didn't know about it, but they met at a... a a wedding in Mexico. I was actually supposed to go with her. Tom and her were supposed to go together. Obviously, circumstances changed. I had last minute problems right before the switch getting my passport renewed. So Ariana went solo with some other friends from New York because it was a New York friend wedding. Um, they met out there, only talked, like started to become great friends. And um, she told me about it. Um, it was really awesome to, to see the smile on her face and just hear it in her voice. And then she was like, what do you think if he came to Coachella with us? Is that cool? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we got to meet him, spent the weekend with him. I have a rapport with him now. I mean, I just talked to him yesterday. Um, great guy. I I told him I was going to tell everybody that he's 5'8", but he's not. He's six feet. So, <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> no. looks tall. Yeah, he's, he's a tall guy. No, um, but super, super nice guy. And I think she's enjoying herself right now to put like a heavy label or, you know, this or that on it. I don't think is what they're looking to do, but she's, she's happy. Did you think this has the, I know they're not looking for label right now, but do you see potential with this relationship? Yeah. I mean, from the time, I mean, we spent five days in a house together. We all didn't leave each other's side of, you know, of course, when we went to bed, but the guy is giving her attention and is very genuine and has really adapted to her friends. Like I absolutely could see this going somewhere. What do you think Ariana has learned from this experience? Because I got to say as from an outsider, there were times watching this season where just as a viewer, I find myself frustrated with Ariana, like almost standing up for Rachel, Mm -hmm. watching Rachel disrespect Katie and her mom um, there were moments with Ariana being like, Hey, listen, she's not, you know, Rachel's been nothing but kind and nice to me. She hasn't done anything to me and things like that. Have you had conversations with Ariana about, you know, like her friendship picker and things like that? Like how, it, how does she see the world now, now that this mm-hmm. has affected her and how do you feel like, even if you haven't talked to her, how do you think she's going to approach friendships, relationships going forward? Like what does she learn from this experience? Well, I think one thing 
about Ariana as her friend that I saw, and I think everybody saw, is her loyalty to her partner. You know, I think time and time again, when people came to her, um, whether it would be about this or something else, she always stood by Tom because that was her partner. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, talking to her about the circumstances, the blanket was pulled over all of our close friends' eyes. Yeah. It does put things into perspective when you have a situation where Katie's a good friend of ours and Raquel is one way to Katie, but you get caught up in it. I mean, I've been, I'm sure everybody in this room has been caught up in it where you have a friend who doesn't get along with someone, but they get along with you. So you don't see it yet, but I don't think it makes someone a bad judge of character. I think you just have to be more careful on how you progress with once you receive that information. Mm -hmm. You know, what do you do with that information when you get it? And she did process it and Tom lied to her. You know, yeah. she, she did ask him, there was times where, you know, she said it already as well. Like, Hey, people are thinking this, what are you guys doing? And they completely denied it to the core. And, you know, it's, it, I think now it's just taking the information and what you do with it instead of maybe always supporting the person that you think yeah. is being honest with you. How do you think Rachel is justifies this situation in her head? If you had to guess, I think that's what I want to know. I, I, I am flabbergasted by her i i don't know what she thought the end game would be you know and a lot of times when there's a cheating scandal there people pull away from someone if they know the other partner right but she dove in head first she always included ariana and us and just really made it that she was a better friend to ariana than previously she was with sheena so i don't understand Do you think there was like almost like like a way of convincing her like almost like, I'll make up for fucking her life partner by, like, inviting her to parties? Almost yeah. like like she was, like, somehow, do you think she separated the two actions? I don't know what she thought, to be honest. I'm actually very much looking forward, because Andy asks her that, you know, what did she think the outcome was going to be? I think, going back to what I said earlier, I think Tom had a plan. And I think that their idea was that they wouldn't show signs of a relationship until after Tom and Ariana officially broke up, which, you know, there's still going to cause some ill feelings because it's in the friend group, but it probably wouldn't have been the disaster that it is it now. Was. Yeah. Do you have any sympathy for Rachel with the presumption that Sandoval has been kind of the quote unquote mastermind behind this and maybe, you know, influencing Rachel or do you think there's no kind of room for grace and that regardless of what Tom said or did or manipulated or his position of power that she 100%, you know, should have been fully like accountable for her choices and actions. Yeah. You know, my, my take on this with both of them, if you ask me which one was more at fault, uh, I would absolutely say Tom. I mean, he was in the relationship. But when it comes to having grace for maybe her being coached or led to believe or influenced, I don't have sympathy for her. I mean, I just don't see how you could do this to one of your closest friends. Mm -hmm. it, it's unfortunate that we haven't seen a remorseful side. But then if someone's going to carry on a relationship for eight months, are they really going to be remorseful? Is it genuine remorse? Yeah. Like, I don't, I, yeah, I don't believe thing. it is. I don't know. So, I want to believe, I, I, just as from a mankind standpoint, like I, mm -hmm. I don't like how our society has, you know, just kind of gone in this kind of black and white kind of label. Like they're, you know, 
yeah. narcissist, this. And it's just like, that's just not how the world is. And as, as horrible as this story has been, you know, the sad reality is, is like, this happens every fucking day. Right. You know, it doesn't make an excuse not to right. downplay it, but like, this is not like, like this has never happened. Right. And, and I want to believe that people can learn from mistakes, that people can wake up and, and realize how selfish or self-centered they've been and how hurtful they've been. So like, do you think that Rachel and or Sandoval can come around or learn or do you think one of them has a chance to redeem themselves or like where how do you see that well i think the interesting thing is and you just said it too you know people learn from mistakes for me personally this wasn't a mistake this was a full-on choice i think a mistake would have been they made out the next day they told ariana we were drunk this was a mistake but this was a choice this was something they continued to do they continue to lie to her. They continue to lie to all of their friends, almost all of their friends. So it's much bigger than a mistake to me. I would hope that they can learn and grow from this. You know, they both have released statements that they are trying to learn and grow from this. Personally, right now, they're on a reality television show. You know, how do you really transform while you're still doing that? Right. I, I just I mean, don't see it. In the finale or whenever it was, whatever episode, when uh, Sandoval goes to Raquel's house and the whole, like, I love you, they love you, that whole thing happened, but mm -hmm. also the, like, I can't kiss you because the cameras are on. Like, we can't That was kiss. such an odd scene to watch. Like, we had heard a lot of rumblings about that. We have also that heard that it too. was not refilmed, though, because of the fact Tom didn't like the way that scene looked. You know, this is all hearsay per se we had heard that tom wanted to redo it and they said no this is it this is real this is raw i also can't see them cutting out a kiss i mean in the reality of the reality world imagine if they would have kissed like people would have lost their minds right so yeah, i'm not in a position to want to protect either of them at this point no and and that's just it. it it's not it's not about protecting it's like okay let's unveil what happened and give people the the truth. I mean, that's that's what they wanted. That's one thing about this show is, you know, they're they're real people. These are real things that are going on in their lives, and I just can't see them refilming it. Um, in fact, as long as I've been around, that doesn't really happen ever. You know what I mean? Like, there's things for pickups, like if they make sense to the storyline. Everybody knows that kind of stuff, but you don't get like a refilm. So I, I can't see that happening. Do you think? Sandoval really changed when he turned 40 or do you think that in reality he's never really changed especially if you go back and watch season two with Christian and things like that mm -hmm. again back to the whole premise that like people aren't like all good or all evil you know I feel like at the end of the day Tom Swartz's Sandoval has never really changed in the sense that when when everything's good when everyone's happy when he's even not involved he'll be a good friend mm -hmm. you know again Sheena even mentioned that. He's like, hey, you're part of this. You know, he he, yeah. he knows how to make people feel good. Right. You know, he knows how to, you know, compliment people. But when, when you are in the crossfires between Tom Sandoval getting what he needs mm -hmm. for him to feel validated or for him to feel special or right. important, then he has loyalty to no one. Right. And do you think Except that's for himself. It, yes. And do you think that's always been Sandoval? Now that you look back? I mean, when you think about it, that's someone's DNA, right? That just doesn't probably start up in a year, especially your 40th year of life. Yeah, It's probably always been in there, but maybe he has never felt 
the need to bring it out that much because he was getting what he wanted. Yeah. I mean, the, an interesting thing to think about too is as a close friend in this circle, Tom was on a high. He's been on the show for 10 seasons. Um, his band was touring and he was making great money off of that. Um, they just opened up a bar. So theoretically, he wasn't at a low point in his life. So it's really interesting that this happened while all these big positive things were happening in his yeah. life. I think that's the thing. I, I think the 40 year old like midlife crisis is a it's, it's bullshit excuse. Yeah. I think in reality, as we get older in life, our decisions matter more. Sure. You know, we have more responsibility. Going back to looking at the Christian and, and Sandoval relationship, like that was nine years ago. So you're talking about some late 20 somethings, which in the LA Vanderpump, you know, you know, waiting tables world, that's like, you're all a bunch of teenagers. Right. 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 And so not that you're making cheating any less more acceptable, but like the stakes are just lower yeah. when we're younger and have left responsibility. Right. And so to me, Sandoval's always been Sandoval. Mm -hmm. The only thing difference now is the stakes are higher. The relationships are more serious and right. more meaningful. But Tom has always had this idea when, you know, I'm, I'm going to be the greatest friend to everyone else uh, when I don't have to give up anything to do it, mm -hmm. when I don't have to make sacrifices, but when I need something, when I want something, when my needs aren't being met, when I'm feeling insecure and I need yeah. validated, nothing's going to stand in my way and I will run over and through anyone to get what I need. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. Maybe as like a final note, you showed up for Ariana during like the most probably difficult time in her life. And I think it can be so hard when you have friends experiencing such pain. You can't yeah. change the circumstances creating it. But can you share a little bit about like from that experience and like being there for a friend, like any advice you have for others who are trying to support a friend through like a really difficult time? Absolutely. I mean, I think first and foremost, if you're in a situation like I was, you have to remove my personal feelings about the other people in the in the scenario. And I, I said that I the very first day that we started filming again, I said, I'm putting aside all of my feelings towards these other people because I'm going through something. I'm here to show up for you. And the rally around Ariana was amazing. I mean, we have an amazing inner circle and a, a widespread circle of people that showed up. But I think it's just being there for them, asking what they need and encouraging the friend that's going through something to say, yes, I need the help. You know, like Meredith, one of her good friends um, said this to her. And, you know, I said it too. like when people say, are you OK? You know, do you need me to come over? Do you want me to pick you up some food? Most of the time, we're just programmed to no, say, it's OK, it's no, okay. I'm fine. I just am going to lay down. But we really need it. Right. And, and I think that's what we kind of stressed with her. It's this is your time. No one's going to think you're selfish. Like if you need something, we're there for you. And so establishing that right away, I think really helped her get through it too, because she would be very vocal to say, can you come stay at the house tonight? Or can we get something to eat? You know, something as little as that, but it's so important. Yeah, it's a, you hate feeling alone in those moments. And you're yeah. right. It's always easy to be like, no, I'm fine. But you also don't want to burden people. Yeah. So it's like a catch-22. You're like, yes, I want you to be here with me, but I don't want to inconvenience yeah. you. So, And the last thing you want to do is be alone with your thoughts yeah. and have a fucking Sandoval yeah. in Living there. in your house. Right down the hall. Yeah. Ugh. Well, anything else before we... I just don't, I don't want to send you home and have you be like, oh, shit, I should have no, said that. No, I'm trying to think. I mean, I, you know, you've mentioned it earlier. I think... 
bigger and better is just on the way for her. Yeah. yeah. And the way that people have embraced it. You know, Sister be- is in every commercial. We live for that. I said, do absolutely yes. everything. <laughs> like, Say yes. This is your to time. Everything. Just do it. You know, it's yes. you know, she deserves it. And absolutely. you know, a lot of people out there probably look at this like, hey, I got cheated on, I get broken up with, and I'm not getting these incredible deals. But she's in the public eye, and I think that's you know part of that comes with it. But if, has she been getting heat for that? Yeah, you know, some people on Reddit are like, oh, oh look, she does every Rand deal. I'm like, well, she doesn't. Come on, you guys. Yeah, she should. Yeah, she should. I'd say no to that. Hundred percent agree with you. Yeah, I tell her to do everything. It's exciting, you know. So, um, yeah, I just I'm so excited to see where everything goes for her, and it's so great to see her feeling happy again. Do you hope in the future that you can reconcile your friendship with Sandoval if he's willing to take the accountability he would need to, or have you just given up all hope that that's how, that that is possible? To be honest with you. You know, I think ultimately long term, I wish him growth um, and that he can change from this. But I really don't see a friendship with Tom ever again. Mm-hmm. What about Raquel? No, I, I think it's kind of same in for both of them. Yeah. Um, Tom, I've known, like I said, 11 and 11 and a half years. Raquel's probably been around for five, six years, six years. Um, but still the betrayal, not only to Ariana, but to our friend circle. I just, I don't think I can move past that. I don't necessarily want to see horrible things for him in life. You know, I hope he does learn and grow from this, but there's not going to be a friendship. All right. Well, Brad, we can't thank you enough for taking the time and uh, giving your insight to Scandival. We can't get enough. And uh, you've been very generous with your time and the information. Well, thanks for having me. Uh, Appreciate it. Yeah, we'll have to have you back. Uh, Don't forget, guys, we have another episode of Better Date to Never tonight live at 9 p.m. Eastern. Again, we can't thank Brad enough for being so generous with his time. Uh, Subscribe, rate, tell your friends, five-star reviews, all that fun stuff. If you haven't checked out our Ask Nick episodes, do so. Uh, All these amazing stories of our callers calling in that much and more. See you back on Monday for an Ask Nick. Bye. 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 (laughs) Bye.